Hey, good morning, Munchtropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior. Hello. Uh, welcome to Logged It. Bucky and I welcome you because this is apparently how we're doing this show today. Uh, nope, maybe not. There's a loud y- um for you. Anyway, welcome to Logged It. <laughs> We're on episode 59 of the show. Uh, we're talking about over-the-top action movies. Yes, I know. It's very exciting. And uh, we got a fun panel uh, here to talk about them. We got Kirk. Kirk, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Tim. How you doing? Just, I'm exhausted. I got. Uh, I was in Madison for work over the week or the last two days. Got home about 30 minutes ago when I sent the link. And uh, I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy, Kirk. Well, but- thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for turning it around. Uh, Jake of the Marangoni variety. Uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. It's funny because you've you're tired because you've had a long day and you're like you want to rest. I'm tired because I just woke up and I'm like still trying to adjust. Um, but now I'm yeah, I, I'm very looking forward to this and uh, there's some fun movies I get to talk about. But they may be yeah. over the top. And then uh, Mr. Meltzer, you are here as well. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere, and by somewhere I mean here. So I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, and I'm actually, I'm honestly, I'm here for Bucky's picks for over-the-top action movies. Very excited for what he has in store. You should be. Uh, he's he's seen a total of like, I don't know. You've probably seen like a hundred movies at this point. You've lived with us for quite a while. Uh, so, um, oh my God, you're just going to go crazy, aren't you? Uh, so, uh, like I said, got an exciting show for you. Over the top action movies. Uh, but first, we're going to start off the way that we always start the show. By uh, talking about um, our favorite movies that we logged this week. Uh, so, we're going to kick that off. Kirk, why don't you start us off with your favorite movie that you logged this week. Okay, this is a tough one because I actually watched some pretty good movies this week, um, and I had to narrow it down to pick. So I'm going to go with uh, Begin Again, uh, the John Carney movie. Uh, this is the only one of his, uh, like, main, you know, his main like trilogy, I guess, whatever you want to call it, that I haven't seen. I love Sing Street. I loved Once. Um, just hadn't gotten around to this one yet, and finally did this weekend. And uh, it's just as good as, at least, as good as those other two, um, which is high praise for me because I really enjoyed those movies. Uh, yeah, just the way he handles music and musicians and the way he makes that world look, um, you know, he just, just so effortless and, um, in the hands of some other directors, I think it would just look kind of forced and hokey. Um, but just, it looks so genuine, um, when, you know, he's putting those groups of people together and just in their joy and their love of music and, um, what that world looks like. I think he does that so well. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything about the movie, but I, I love how he handles relationships. Um, just the, the movie, the relationships in his movies, and I'm talking about like the main character relationships, um, don't really have any expectations. Like there's no like general like, oh, it's this movie. So you have to at this beat, this happens, this happens, this happens. The, the relationship just feel really organic and um, but just like kind of play out as they should. And that's something I really love about his movies, too. So um, I want to see this guy make more movies. Um, 
I think, like I said, everything I've seen he's done so far has been great. And um, I don't think he's been anything for a while. I don't think he's done anything since Sing Street, right? Yep, that's last um, that's Yeah, uh, so I'd like to see him do some more stuff. Um, I think he'd be good for a Beatles biopic. Um, Ooh. But, uh, yeah, uh, make something because we need it. Yeah, um, this was my first of his three films. I saw this in the theater when it came out and really, really loved it. Um, I, we talked about it semi-recently, and I feel like – was Jake Meltzer, were you on the show when we talked about this? I feel like – no, am I crazy? I, I no, okay. I, we talked about this recently. I don't know what list it would have been. Um, I, I'd have to go and check it out, but um, it was on an episode recently, and I, I – <laughs> My God, child, what you just love again again? Sweet mercy, the movie is really good. I like Mark Ruffalo. That might have been it. I think you were talking about Mark Ruffalo. Maybe I was there. That's what it was. We were talking about Ruffalo, and you, yeah. Um, so I, I do really like this movie. Um, I think the music is really good. Um, uh, not to spoil too much, but Adam Levine's character is basically him in real life. Adam Levine. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a really, really great movie. And I think a lot of people look at this one as kind of the lesser of the three. Um, I think Sing Street's the best, and then this is kind of the second one. I, I, I'm not a huge Once fan. Like, I, I like the one song, but otherwise, like, I can't really get into the movie. And I said it on a show recently. It may, maybe we were talking up and coming directors. I don't remember, but I remember saying that once was a movie that I just, uh, I've only seen one time, couldn't really get into it, but I really, really love this in Sing Street. So I need to give that one another chance. But this is a great movie. I'm glad you liked it because um, I think Mark Ruffalo just has like awesome, like dad energy in this movie, but like cool dad energy in this movie. And I love it. I like him and Kira Knightley's relationship. Um, and, uh, for all of the flack that, uh, James Corden gets as a human being, I actually like him in this movie. I think he's yeah. like, in the couple scenes that he's in. I, I think he's fun. Um, yeah, I, I really dig this one. I need to give this a rewatch cause it's been, I think since like 2020 and I, I really like it. Uh, Jake, of uh, the Marangoni variety. I got to get used to that tonight. Kangaroo, uh, Jake. <laughs> Marangoni. Kangaroo. Yeah, there you go. Kangaroo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so I saw this movie a few years ago. Um, as funny enough for a while, less, um, I think it was best music films way back when while less Yola sucks just started. Um, but, um, yeah, I, this is, it's a pretty good movie. I like it. I like the chemistry. I like Ruffalo a lot. Like he's just one of those actors where he always gives like a hundred percent to any sort of performance he's giving. Um, I I do think with any James Corden movie, there's like a rule where like if you don't want to punch him in the face in like the first scene he's in, then he's actually pretty good, um, and he's actually like legitimately kind of charming uh, for for his character for what it is in this movie. Um, I like some of the songs. I like the sort of the concept. Um, I weirdly enough have not seen uh, Sing Street, um, but Once is like one of my all time favorite movies. It's in my top one hundred. I, I absolutely love that movie. So um, I should I will get around to Sing Street eventually. Uh, when someone picks that against me in Onto. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like Begin Again quite a bit. Uh, I figured it out. It was episode 53, Movie Bands slash Artists. Mm. Zach Ford, I believe, picked the Sounds band, like Zach Ford picked. Greta's band from Begin Again. Uh, Meltzer, what do you think about this one? 
I actually haven't seen this one. Um, I love Once and I love Sing Street. Um, so this is kind of a weird gap for me because uh, my I'm a fan of John Carney's other work. So hopefully I'll check it out soon. Yeah, because I've heard mostly good things. And if you guys all think it's good, uh, maybe someday soon I'll check it out. Yeah, I just want to add this. This is just one of those movies where it's like, just such a feel-good movie. Like, there is drama in it, but, like, the drama's pretty surface level. Like, oh, Mark Ruffalo has problems with his teenage daughter. Oh, her boyfriend's an asshole. Like, it's all very, like, surface-level stuff, and the overall movie is just such a feel-good, like, celebration of, like, music and, like, fun. And, like, I just, I think it's great. Definitely a, a feel-good movie that everyone should watch. Um... Okay, uh, Kangaroo Jake, let's go to you. Your favorite movie that you logged this week? Um, so I watched a couple of like legitimately in my top 100 favorite movies, but because I feel like I talk about them a lot and I kind of want to talk about a new release, I'm gonna instead talk about uh, the David Bowie documentary Moon Age Daydream, uh, which came out this year. Um, so I can't remember the director, let me just quickly uh, Brett Morgan, Brett who Morgan. did the uh, uh, Cobain uh, doc from 2015, which I have not seen, um, but Paul and Michael told me that it's uh, pretty great. Because um, I think I got the Oscar nod for that. Um, but uh, I'm, I've been a big Bowie fan since I was I don't know, 17, 18. Um, weirdly enough, like just around his death, um, I started becoming like a, a massive fan of his music. And when this doco was coming out, I uh, knew I just had to see it. I'm not really someone who goes out and watches documentaries, but if it really like appeals to me, then I'm going to absolutely go see it. And like, this is just everything that I, I wanted from a documentary about, about Bowie. Like it, it goes so much into just him as an artist. It does. It's less standard sort of documentary of just people being interviewed and just talking about their experience. And you see some like footage. Um, Cause unfortunately he has passed away. Um, it's more of just like a collage of ideas and visuals. There's a lot of great visual artwork throughout the movie um, that replicates his music. So like the beats, it's very similar. I said it in my review, but it's very similar to when Remy uh, is eating uh, food where like you see that sort of visual sort of language of like the feelings that he gets when he's eating. You kind of get that when you hear, when you see the music, you basically like you're seeing it. And it just really goes into more his ideas as an artist and him wanting to paint and act um, less in movies, but more in theater. And you see just, there's just so much footage that Brett Morgan had. And I didn't know this until the end credits, but he also was the editor on the movie. There's just so much crazy editing going on. And I just like incredible soundscape as well. There's just, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a documentary about an, a, a singer, um, Bowie, Like it's there. It really, really captures sort of just the energy of him and the the enigmatic sort of characters that he would play, um, and I just was like absolutely in love with it um, from the first frame. Like it has this great little just title crawl, or not title crawl, just like a like a text on screen, just like this quote from him, which completely threw me off guard. Um, but I just found it to be like just absolutely riveting, and the music was just incredible as, as ex expected from Bowie. Um, I highly recommend it. It's um, an absolute amazing theatrical experience. I su suggest everyone see it in the theater. 
Um, I don't know a ton about David Bowie, but I was intrigued by the the trailers for the movie. Um, I, I've been wanting to go check it out, um, but I just I haven't. There hasn't been some a review yet that like really like was pushing me to go. Like, would you say, Jake? Like, even if you're not like you know nothing about David Bowie, is this something worth seeing, or is it only gonna hit? because of being a Bowie fan. It's it's not one to watch where you want to know about him. It's more just like the experience about Bowie. It really helps if you are like a fan. Okay. Um, but if you know his music, I guess you could get something out of it because there's a lot a, a lot of his music plays throughout the movie. Like it feels like a part of it just definitely feels like a concert film. Um, Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'll leave that on the fence because it's a, it's definitely a little, it's, it's quite, it's a little long. It's like just over two yeah, hours. I, I noticed that it was, and it's a long. little more experimental with its editing. And it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Sure. No, I definitely want to check it out. So it's on my watch list. Cause like I said, I thought the trailers looked really interesting and I, and I like um, what I know of David Bowie. It's um, I'm definitely interested in his, story and his uh life but i don't know if i'm going to be able to commit 220 before uh mm-hmm. it leaves theaters so we'll we'll wait and see uh maybe i'll get to go check it out um Meltzer, did you get a chance to see this no i didn't i've been busy it's a miracle i even got to new releases this weekend which we'll get to that later um but uh no, I'm I'm a big David Bowie fan too. Um, I almost wore my David Bowie shirt today. Just out of oh, um, whose shirt yeah, are you wearing? Just, yeah, I just really like yeah the documentary, the David Bowie doc. Um, no, I w- I would see this. I don't know if it's playing here just because uh, newsflash Vegas is kind of a backwater for like art house stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like it comes for a week maybe two tops and then it's gone and it's in like a couple theaters so um but no i just i'm i really like david bowie i would i would see this i like what i've seen of brett morgan like you mentioned montage of heck which is the kurt cobain documentary is really good he did one of the better 30 for 30s uh the espn sports documentaries um about Everything else that was going on in sports the day of the Bronco chase um, was the subject. And it was very much also kind of experimental in its form where it was just all archive footage. There was no talking heads. It was just like jumping around to all of these different events and just showing archival footage of what's going on. So it sounds like he did another sort of experimental kind of, and that's kind of what he does. Cause there's a, he did like a, a rotoscope documentary about the Chicago seven, I think Oh, uh, something like that is something like that. Um, so, but yeah, I would, I would definitely see this. I don't know if I'll get to it in a theater, but it's certainly uh, piqued my interest as a Bowie fan. Kirk, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm not a huge documentary guy. So usually the ones I want to see, it takes me a little longer to get to them. Um, but it's, this is probably what I'll watch with my daughter because she's a she's a big Bowie fan too. So her and I'll probably end up watch this together at some point. Nice. Okay. Uh, all right. We will move on uh, to Mr. Meltzer. Okay. So like I just said, I finally was able to get to a couple of new releases, and this one in particular is one I'd been looking forward to since I saw its 
sequel, I guess, earlier this year. Uh, I finally got our, I, finally, it came out last week. Uh, I don't know if it was talked about on the show last week, but I want to talk about Pearl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Beach> to it. <laughs> sorry for the, uh, the preamble. Uh, I liked oh, X uh, when it came out this year. I liked, and I've been a fan of Ty West's work. Uh, I liked his first three movies, uh, House of the Devil, Innkeepers, and uh, The Sacrament. Um, so when I saw earlier this year when he came out with X and it was with A24, which I'm a stan, uh, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, Ty West doing like an homage to 70s horror. Uh, yeah, sign me up. And I really enjoyed it. And I particularly enjoyed Mia Goth, who I think was the best part of that movie. And so the idea of a whole movie centered around her and it's not that I dislike the other people. It's just that like focused on her. Uh, was really appealing to me. And then I saw some of like the art for the the key art and like the trailer. I was just like, oh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be my bag. And sure enough it is. Uh, this is definitely um, it's definitely much more of a character study. It's not like it's also an homage to like a certain kind of a certain time period. I mean it takes place uh, in the 19 teens, I believe. Uh, yeah, 1918. Um, so it goes way back. Um, but the last 20 minutes of this movie is all time stuff. Like, I'm not even kidding. Just, it's like Ty West went to Mia Goth and is like, Mia, I'm going to allow you to open a three-star Michelin restaurant and just let you cook. Like that is just what that is just what she's doing the whole last twenty minutes. She's phenomenal throughout the entire movie. One of my favorite performances of the year, maybe my favorite. Um, I just think she's just really incredible. Um, just showing kind of that there's something off from the beginning, but that her circumstances are such that there is really only one way for her to go and. I think an underrated aspect that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is uh, the actress who plays her mother is also really good. Yeah. Fun fact I was reading last night, she was actually the intimacy coordinator on X. So oh. Ty West was like, hey, you want to like read for Pearl to be the German mom? And this woman is not German at all. And you oh, could have wow. fooled me because uh, she does a very convincing German accent. Um She's fantastic as well, but uh, really it's the Mia Goss show. Uh, I think it talks about, uh, like she talks about so desperately wanting to be a star throughout this movie. And uh, yeah, I think she's there uh, after this. I cannot wait for the next installment in this series. Uh, Maxine with three X's. Uh, so yeah. And also secretly, might be the best pandemic movie to come out in this era. Uh, I will just say that and leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't on the show last week, so I didn't get to talk about this, but I saw this last week. Um, I liked it more than X personally, and I, I was a big fan of X. I I just really, really found this one. Um, it is so character-driven, um, and Mia Goth is so, so incredible um jake was kind of alluding to it but there's like a straight up like eight minute long monologue that mia goth gives mm -hmm. where the camera doesn't break from her 
And after about five minutes of it, when I realized that we hadn't broken in like five minutes, I was just losing it. I was the only person in the theater when I saw it. So I was just like losing my mind. And I I just thought it was great. Um, Because X was like a super fun, um, like Jake was saying, 70s throwback homage type of movie and i love like texas chainsaw massacre and so x was naturally something i was really going to enjoy um but this was just like having that style and then some of the there there's a sequence where pearl auditions to be a dance like a dancer yeah, that's the other standout for that me. just like mm-hmm. took my breath away mia goth straight up um having Get, being a producer on this now and getting a writing credit on it she's just like i i make fun of the kingsman a lot for using this phrase like on every movie they see but she's straight up oscar worthy I, I i truly believe she's, she is so fucking good in this movie and i thought she was good in x like she wasn't my favorite performance in the movie but i thought she was really really good um but like she's so fucking good in this and the end credits of this movie are also amazing amazing like amazing. incredible and i also liked that it didn't 100% um line up like directly with x like it's clearly a prequel you can see how they get from the end of this movie to x but it doesn't handhold you. It still lets you kind of have a little bit of imagination in between. And um, I just thought it was wildly excellent, incredibly well-made, um, and really haunting without being overly gory. And it is gory, but like it doesn't rely on the horror kills to make the movie. Um it, it's excellent. It's it's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's in my top 10 for sure. Yeah, uh, also in my top 10. And one thing I'll mention just really quick. Uh, I really like that um, you don't get too much about the history of Pearl and her parents. Like, it's just there's enough there that you know something is off. But I like that they don't need to spell it out. Uh, it's just like... You're put in, it's like, there's something weird about this family. There's something off about Pearl. And we just go from there. And yeah, like you said, this movie also is just absolutely gorgeous to look at. Just yeah. the yeah, way Kirk, that they sort of mimic that uh, old time Technicolor yeah. look is just, I would love to know more about how they did it. Kirk, did you see X? I have not seen either of these yet. And I, I, plan, on, I plan on seeing X. And um, you know, I assume I'd see this, but you guys really saw it. You're you're hitting. I I think you. I think you would kind of feel middle of the road on X. Mm -hmm. I think you would love. I think you would love this. Yeah, the way you guys are. I think you would really dig it. Yeah, the way you describe it, you're hitting a lot of like things I like about horror movies. So like the character driven stuff and just the way the look of it and everything and the feel. So um, this one, well, I'll definitely yeah. Like I said, I I I want to see X more out of curiosity. I'm not sure if, how much I'm going to enjoy that, but this one sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and you can definitely watch one without the other. Like they're not dependent. Like it's not dependent on like you have to see X to appreciate this, but it's definitely heightened if you've seen both. Uh, Jake Marangoni, did you get a chance to see this? 
Uh, I've not. Um, I also haven't seen X. Uh, I'm going to rectify that next month. Because um, <clears throat> I, I just missed its theatrical run. It had a, it had a small one, but I, I will watch that next month. Um, but as far as Pearl goes, I it has no release here, so I don't know oh. exactly when this will come out, or if it just doesn't, it goes straight to uh, streaming. Um, I'll have to figure that out when it when it happens but um yeah i'll i'll get i'll check around i'll get to both uh hopefully soon but pearl is more up in the air okay fair enough um all right and through all of that i totally forgot to look at my choice because i was busy uh looking at uh all the stuff for pearl so um i also did end up actually watching like a ton of movies this week um i had a really busy week at work, but then I ended up just like watching a ton. I definitely know what my least favorite's gonna be. Um, <laughs> but it's um okay, so I could definitely pick this. Uh but I don't want to get made fun of. Um this is tough. All right, I'm gonna... well enough to make fun of you. Uh so you what? I don't, I don't, we're not as close as you are with these two, so I probably wouldn't be the one to make fun of you. I, don't I would know. never I don't make know fun of you, Tim. I'm gonna go with it. Uh, I love this movie, I don't give a shit. I've watched it twice in theaters now. Uh, Avatar, uh, twice in theaters on the re release. Uh, sorry, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I saw the look on Kirk's face immediately. This is, and honestly, like. I see the the story based problems. Like, I'm not blind to it. Uh, but this was a movie that when it came out the first time, sorry, I'm gonna make Kirk and Jake probably feel old because uh, I know Jake, you're a little older than I am. But I saw it when this came out. I was in eighth grade, I believe. I was either in eighth grade or freshman in high school, and. Um, this was the movie that, like, I have loved movies my entire life, been obsessed with them my entire life. But this was the movie where I sat down in the theater and I went, oh, you can do this with movies. Holy shit. And just, like, that experience of, like, seeing it in the theater in a sold-out crowd opening night, having no idea what it was going into it. Just like, oh, what's the new movie? Oh, this is what's playing on the, the ultra screen at the theater near me like cool let's go and we went and I saw it and just like having an incredible time um i saw it like four times in theaters when it was originally out um and then i watched it in 2015 with maggie uh about a year after we started dating and she said that was dumb and i went oh <laughs> and then we haven't watched it since so when it was coming out in theater it re-released wow. We went and saw it the other night and uh, loved it. Just like, again, like it, it just immediately brought me back. I think, uh, and then I saw it again last night in IMAX with uh, Mr. Tyler Butler. And I think personally, the visuals hold up. I think every the, the uh, visual effects all these years later hold up really, really well. There are some stuff that obviously looks a little rough. Uh, but the actual like Navi people, the backgrounds, the environments and everything, I think look all incredible. Um, I actually really like the story. There are things like the the common like it's Fern Gully, it's Pocahontas. Like, yeah, what well, it is, but like I don't care because I do really like 
the main characters. I really like Sigourney Weaver. I think Zo- uh, Zoe Saldana, I almost said Zoe Kravitz, which is not right. Zoe Saldana, um, I think is really, really good in the movie. Um, it goes on way too long, but I also, again, I don't give a fuck because I'm just having so much fun watching the movie. Um, it is, and I, I think I was talking to Scott about this the other night um when we were recording a match but i said to him it is the only movie that i feel comfortable saying like oh you you can only watch that in the theater because i'm very much a proponent of like if you can't watch this movie at home that's a problem that like your movie can't be like like that's an issue like the people that say like mad max was only good in the theater i i disagree i think it's great at home and i liked it in the theater too uh but avatar is one where i bend to that rule of mine where i'm like yeah, if you don't see it in the theater, it's probably not as good. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, I like Avatar. I'm really excited for Way of Water. Uh, when I saw it on Friday night, they showed a clip for Way of Water during the credits. And then when I saw it in IMAX last night, they showed a different clip. So from what I'm gathering, all the different versions, whether it's IMAX, Dolby, regular, whatever, they are showing different clips uh from the upcoming movie so i have just gotten so so much more excited and those new clips for the new movie the visual effects you guys know me i am a marvel fanboy mcu die hard i love everything except for some disney plus content but the movies i just like even the movies that are bad i still love them because it's marvel but i'm not gonna sit here and tell you like uh, the visual effects in Thor the Dark World were fucking incredible. Or Thor Love and Thunder were like a genius. No. Uh, the visual effects in Thor were bad. And this the, this new Avatar movie looks... It, it's fucking insane. Like the visual effects. So I, I think everyone's going to have a real good time come December. But we'll see. Maybe not Kirk. Kirk, why am I wrong? <laughs> I'm not mad, Tim. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um, I, 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 I forgive you for being that excited about it in eighth grade. As an adult, not so much. Um, no, I think I've always said about this movie, it's like someone walked into the set of, they were filming a sci-fi original channel movie, and they're like, hey, here's $100 million for your special effects budget. Keep everything else exactly the same. Um I don't. Um, I don't think the effects are, and I haven't seen the theater. I will refuse to be part of our global shame of making this the highest grossing movie of all time. Um, but on TV, this is, uh, on you know, it's just different shades of blue floating around, and it's not that exciting at all. Um, but no, I mean, this movie honestly to me has no redeeming factors, and I really hope like COVID or. You know, global warming would take this out before the second one got released. It kept getting delayed. Um, and I really hope this one bombs, but I don't have that much faith in humanity. So this is probably going to make $10 billion too. Um, I will say just to that point, Kirk, um, about the – I don't disagree with you about the different, like, about the color scheme and everything just being kind of bland. Um, the The new clips that I've seen of the new one, like the new water clan that they're seeing, like, the the navi people are like they they they're very different looking like it actually looks like it, it looks a lot more um what's the word like varied 
varied yeah like it's much more stimulating to the eye than like the 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 first one which again i just gushed over it but um i i i think the new one what i've seen of it so far it does look a lot more um varied that's a great word uh jake marangoni have you seen avatar uh will you see it in the theater uh i have seen avatar um first off can you put cody on timeout i don't want any mad max blasphemy in this uh, episode, was he talking shit about Fury Road? He said, yeah, yeah. He, he always he hates Fury. He needs to be banned for life. That's that's just it. He can't run multiplex anymore for that. That's stupid. He's anyway. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I saw this not to make everyone feel old, but I saw this when I just graduated from primary school, about to make it to high school, uh, sixth grade. So 2009. I'm sorry, I'm young. Um, and I remember during the, you know, the, the Christmas holidays, going to see this with my dad and my brother. And I remember liking it. It's just, it's been a while since I've rewatched it. Like it's, it'll be on TV and I'll watch it then. But like, I have not seen this movie in a good seven, eight years. Um, it's big deal. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. It was a wholly original when it came out, even though it's like Fern Gully and Dance with the Floors and all that sort of stuff. But it's a big movie, Cameron coming back, um, yeah, I, I don't know about the 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 remaster, the new um, 4K remaster that's that's out. I know it's out here. Um, I just just because of my sort of like mindset when it comes to movies that come out, I like to watch them like really close together. So when Way of Water comes out, I'll watch Avatar, but I don't know if it's still going to be out in theaters for me to be able to do that. It's, so it's two weeks only. It's two weeks only. Well, then I'm just gonna have to wait until it's on Disney, back on Disney Plus to rewatch it because I just like to watch things like cont- like closer to release, just so that it's clear in my head and stays there easier. But um, yeah, I remember liking. It's just it's been a while. I'll, I'm going to rewatch it, obviously, um, and we'll see how my opinion stands. But like, there are some things that I, I like a lot about it. There's some things I'm not really a big fan of. Um, little off topic, but I just don't really care for the fact that Mario Fiore won the best cinematography Oscar for this movie, despite the fact that he only shot like 30% of the movie. Like he had no involvement with the uh, the, the cinematography, the visual effects, I should say, like the, the world of Pandora, any of that. Uh, I find it absolutely bonkers that he won. Um, but that's just my little like tangent, I would say. Uh, Jake Meltzer. So I was a junior in college when I saw this movie. Uh, so that's how old I am. Um, I And that's the only time I've seen it. Uh, I had no desire to go back to revisit it. Um, all of the criticisms that people have. I don't hate this movie as much as Kirk does. I mean, there are a lot worse movies than Avatar. Uh, I admire But it is kind of wild that it's been 28 years since James Cameron made a good movie. Like... And I love James Cameron, but he hasn't made a good movie since True Lies, which is insane to me. I'll suck it Titanic is great. Uh, not really. Uh, but anyway, no, like, yeah, I saw Avatar in, I went to the Minnesota Zoo IMAX because it was the only, like, real IMAX screen in the Twin Cities at the time. Uh, so, and that was not very close to where I lived. It was like a 45-minute drive, but it was like, Oh, this is like the movie for IMAX 3D. You have to go out of your way to go see. And my dad was like, "We're taking, we're taking everybody. We're going." Um, and I just was like, "Yeah, I guess it looks pretty," but I just I forgot about it almost the second that I that the movie ended. Um, and I don't even know if I'm gonna see Way of Water. 
Like, I don't care. Uh, the magic of the movies. Come on. There's other movies I'd much rather <laughs> see at that that are coming out at that time. Um, just I might I might change my mind at that point just to like maybe if my uh, if I get together with my friends at Christmas like I do every year they're they're insistent on going to see it then maybe I will but eh, just yeah I don't have the I don't have the animosity towards it that Kirk does I it's just apathy for me. I definitely, as we've gotten closer to the release of the new one, a lot of people have been like, it's not going to do as well as the first one. Like, there's just no way. It's been too long. And as we But I think it'll be the highest grossing movie of the year. year. Oh, yeah. I think it might. I think it'll be Top Gun Maverick, which kills me because Top Gun Maverick's actually good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, well, we yeah. don't. We haven't seen this movie yet. So this could be the greatest movie. Ever. Be amazing. Probably not. All I'm saying is, we've actually gotten like a lot of phone calls from like dumb white people at the theater that are like, "Hey, that that Avatar movie that's playing right now is that the new one?" Like, no, no doesn't come out till Christmas. Okay, well then I'll be back at Christmas to see that new Avatar movie. I'm like, okay, people actually do. Come yeah, I, I noticed when I went to the theater last night, like the 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 marquee over the theater was like Avatar, and then parentheses 2009 re-release. Yep, yeah, like, that's how it was at our theater too. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so we're gonna move on to our least favorite movies that we logged this week. Uh, Kirk, why don't you kick us off? Okay, um, I had to delve into a lot of '60s movies for trivia studying uh, the past couple weeks. And watch a lot of good movies. I can uh, almost almost uh, my favorite was almost uh, the Miracle Worker. That was my runner-up for favorite movie that, that I logged this week. Um, but I also watched some ones that, that were not so great. And the worst one I definitely watched was a movie called Blow Up. Um, if you if you read my review of Blow Up, I can give a full synopsis of the entire movie, and I don't have to use a spoiler tag. Because spoiler tag is only for giving away things that happen in this movie, and since nothing happens in this movie, you can't have any spoilers. Um, this, uh, yeah, it's the main character is a photographer, and the way you know that is because the first twenty minutes of the movie are three separate scenes establishing him as a, as a photographer by just showing him doing different fashion, three different fashion suits. Uh, nothing comes back, nothing is set up, nothing pays off. It just. 20 minutes of him taking pictures and then he wanders into a store and you're like, Oh, maybe something will happen here. Stories have Nope. But now we're in, um, there's a story for, you know, they're like a plot kind of starts and then they put that on hold for a naked tickle fight. And then there are some oh. lines and that's pretty much the movie. Um, somehow this movie is beloved. I don't understand it. And please don't mistake this as a like, Oh, Kirk hates all, pl- you know, no plot, all vibes. Uh, because this has no plot, it has no vibes, it just has nothing. Um, and it, it inspired a lot of movies that are better than it. Like, you know, De Palma uh, was inspired to make, uh, uh, whatchamacallit for this? Blow Out. Blow Out. Which is a masterpiece. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is a really good movie, a lot better than this. And that, you know, and uh, the conversation and things like that. Um, but this movie itself is just a complete waste of time. I was so bored and angry watching it. It's just, it's one of those ones like, if you went to like a, a museum and they're having like a modern art, you know, thing, and they had like one of those Andy Warhol movies where he just filmed people's feet on the subway for eight hours, um, it kind of has that feel to it, where it's like, oh, it's about nothing. You're supposed to be bored. You're supposed to not like it. Well, 
mission accomplished. Um, this <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely haven't seen this uh, because I don't watch old movies, but uh, I had never even heard of it. Um, I've heard of Blowout. So you guys, when you said that, you got me there. Um, and Kirk's review is not selling it, but I was just going through <laughs> reviews, and Bill likes this movie. Yeah, that's shocking. Yeah, I just Bill noticed the really other yeah. uh, So yeah, I don't he know. took that one. I didn't take that one. <laughs> um, Jake Marangoni, have you seen this? I have. Yes, I saw this uh, uh, five, six years ago when I was stunning into my like little arty phase. Um, I l- liked it, but I didn't love it. I got what the movie was trying to do, but I just fully wasn't connecting with it. Um, it's slowly over time I've started to kind of appreciate it more because the idea is that, and I think Zach's Zach Ford's review is pretty good in that you are kind of struggling to find a plot the same way that the character, the protagonist, is trying to struggle is struggling to find out this this mystery. Um, and the fact that he just it ends up like nothing. Not well. I, I don't think that nothing happens, but it just sort of like stops in its track at a certain point in the movie. Um, there's great moments. I think I really like the 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 scene where he has taken the photo. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to go too much into details, but he's he's examining a photo and he's reprinting it and he's zooming in and he's seeing like details. Um, I think that's done really well. There's a scene. There's a scene where. Are you good? That was just weird. right now. Yeah, you're back. So, um, and yeah, there's a, there's a scene in a club where, he, where a musician smashes a guitar, and there's a really cool sort of idea behind that sort of sequence. Um, it's it's a good movie. I like it a lot. Um, but I also haven't seen. I've only seen it once, and it's been many many years. So I would like to go back because I love Blowout. Like Blowout is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, that's a just like like cathartic that movie and, and everything that it's doing um but i think what antonioni i mean it's also just like antonioni's style is very different i would say not a kirk kawakowski style because that this is a lot of his movies um and he got a best director not for it um but um like he is a, a really good filmmaker as far as like his style it's just not a style that i think a lot of people really can connect with but i think it's it's pretty good uh, mr melter so uh, back when I was around his age, uh, maybe a little, even a little younger, uh, and I was like getting more into like artier stuff, more highbrow stuff. I tried to give this movie a shot um, just because I had I'd heard about it. It was some movie that people, everybody like talked about. That was like a great classic foreign movie, um, and I didn't get very far into it because I was bored uh i'll be honest uh but i chalk that up to restless youth um i don't know if i would like it now in my uh relatively advanced age but um i'm definitely willing to give it another try because like the rest of the panel i absolutely love blowout um i actually watched blowout for the first time in college and i really loved it then and then i rewatched it last year and i loved it even more um so I'm definitely curious to go back and revisit this at some point, but um, I haven't, I don't have any other familiarity with Antonioni's work. Like just, I think for me, that sort of that period of Italian cinema is just, 
I think, and again, this is chalked up to restless youth, but when I watched eight and a half in college, I thought it was the most pretentious wank I'd ever seen in my life. And I hated <laughs> it. So I just was like kind of burned on sort of like artsy Italian stuff. Uh, and I just haven't had the desire to go back and rewatch it, but um, maybe I will someday. Maybe I'll turn into a, a pretentious wank someday. A pretentious um, hack, if you will. No, that's all you, bro. I can't. Okay. I don't want to yeah. get it. Screw Bob, but I am definitely. That's my type of. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, Mr. Marangoni, we will move on to you for your least favorite. All right. Um, so, I'm cheating a little just because it's just over the week, but I haven't really watched any movie that I would call bad. So, I'm just going to say it's a movie that just, just doesn't make the cutout of the week, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because screw the rules. Isn't that what rules are meant to be broken? So... Uh, it's the only movie I really think I watched that was actually bad and that I hated. Um, it's an Adam Shankman joint. Uh, it is the Steve Martin, Queen Latifah classic, uh, Bringing Down the House. Um, 2003, Jake? Uh, 2003, yes. Yeah, uh, I wanted to Shankman. make sure my movie release date's knowledge was up to stuff. Mm. <laughs> this goddamn movie. Uh, this is a terrible movie. This is a terrible comedy. Um, I don't know what Steve Martin was doing. Um, I don't know if the, 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 well, yeah, that's, that's true. The basic story is that this guy is, I think he's an attorney or a lawyer and he is, he's like online dating with this woman who he thinks is also a lawyer. And then it turns out that it's actually this, um, he thinks it's a white woman and he finds out it's, it's Queen Latifah and she's just broken out of jail. And she's like, hey, can I stay here for a few days? And he's like, what? I was not expecting this. And then, oh, holy calamity and craziness ensures. Um, and it is, like, quite racist, a lot of the jokes. Uh, it's really, really not funny. Um, there's a sequence where Steve Martin pretends to be black. And he, like, pretends, he goes full-on wigger sort of, like, attitude of, like, Eminem sort of like going into a club and like saying like the most generic basic like I don't I'm not gonna say because I have decency and I'm not going to um but Eugene Levy is weird he's also really like with the weird like um dialogue in the movie like my favorite line that he says is you got me straight tripping boo and he says it like he's in his 20s and he's not you know Eugene Levy um so that's kind of funny from his point of view, but it's just like really terrible and like just like bad comedy from the early 2000s. Um, there's a part where, so the whole sort of story is that um, Steamon is trying to re like get this deal with this like old, like wealthy white British woman. And there's a scene where they have dinner at his place and she's there like, we need, we want you to sign this contract and shit. And they mistake she mistakes Queen Latifah as like the the housekeeper. So ho hoy, like she's like way in the past thinking it's like this old racial stereotypes and she starts singing this like absolutely racist song that like made me want to throw up. Like it's really bad. I'm not going to say say what she's saying in it, but it's like just made me wanna like it made my skin crawl. And it was really bad, and I hated it. And uh, this movie's not good. And there's things where Steve Martin dances like he's black, and I'm just like, no thanks, I don't want that. Um, I saw this when it came out. I don't remember anything about it. I like, couldn't have told you the plot at all, but I remembered 
uh i that queen latifah and steve martin did a movie uh, a couple years after this came out queen latifah was in a movie called uh the last holiday i want to say um and for the longest time i got those movies confused um even though they have literally nothing to do with each other other than her and the plots aren't similar in the slightest whatsoever but they were queen latifah movies that came out in the span of like three years um yeah it says a lot about adam shankman when your favorite movie by him is what men want um (laughs) he just like he's not a good director in my opinion like i think hairspray is booty um pacifier and bedtime story that's wedding planner you you kind of got me on like cheesy rom-com like j-lo and uh matthew like okay maggie and i just watched rock of ages like a month or two ago and we we almost ended it all together that night um it was that bad but the thing that makes me most Um, upset is He's directing the Enchanted Yeah, the Enchanted sequel. I'm, I'm concerned mm, as well. And I'm, I'm very, very nervous because I didn't love the trailer, but I love that first Enchanted movie. That is one of my favorite, favorite Disney movies ever. I love that movie, and I am so terrified for the sequel. Uh, so, I don't know, bringing down the house yeah that uh kurt why were you there opening night for this one i was not i have not seen this you're a big queen latifah fan jake's description was giving me bullworth flashbacks um but no (laughs) yes haven't seen this never wanted to see this and uh everything jake just said definitely confirmed that i should never watch this oh katie's right i forgot a walk to remember yeah that's also that's also in there too (laughs) <laughs> that is an all-time terrible filmography holy crap. <laughs> yeah he's he's got some he's got oh did, he did cheaper by the dozen two right two. yes yeah. that's did. the one with eugene levy right yes <laughs> oh, he has his he has his group of actors that he's like a, he's like a scorsese you know like he likes his oh, he's, oh okay. he's like scorsese. <laughs> please please shake Oh my god. Okay. Uh Meltzer, did you see this? Yeah, I saw it. I think I did see it when it came out. Um and I mean I was stupid. I was a stupid teenager. So I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. I liked Steve Martin. Uh but I I already know, like, I have no desire to go back to rewatch this because I know that it probably it aged like spoiled milk. Uh I would imagine um a lot of stuff from that era has um so yeah i have seen it but i i have zero interest in going back to revisit it chris diaz telling me no hairspray slander is like chris i hate to break it to you but that movie's not good uh i was in a stage production of hairspray and it was like the time of my life. Had a great time in high school doing that show. Fun show to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a great show. And that movie just does not capture it at all. Uh, but anyway, uh, to each his own. If you like it, good for you, Chris. I'm, just, I'm not a big fan. Uh, okay, let's move on to Meltzer. Okay, so um, I've been, in terms of matches, I've had a lot of, 
geek slash fandom stuff recently. Uh, and there's one fandom category that features maybe 80% of the movies that I had not seen to this point, And that's Disney live action. Uh, so I tried to amend that uh, this past week, watched quite a few of them. And I would say the worst of the bunch was 2014's Maleficent. Ooh. Uh, that was definitely the worst one I watched. I think a lot of the issues that Kirk has with Avatar are ones that I have with Maleficent just in that like completely first of all like the effects in Avatar I will give credit the effects in this movie are like nightmarish like it just is so un deeply unpleasant to look at this movie like it's so fake on every level and uh I want to especially shout out for just horrifying visuals, the fairies. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know what is going on. I really hope, like, it's fucking, it's Umbridge, it's Reynolds' sister from Phantom Thread, and fucking Keely from Ted Lasso are the fairies. And it's just like, girls, I hope you got good houses out of this. Because Jesus Christ, why would you let yourselves get made up into little tiny... They look like trolls from the Trolls movies that fly. Yeah, they it's, do. <laughs> they're really... It's just gross. And just everything looks fake. All the creatures look fake. I have no idea what Charlton Copley is doing with everything about him. Like, he forgot that, like, you don't have to growl in order to be menacing. But that's like all he does. And he does a really strange, I think he's trying to do a Scottish accent, but I don't know what it is, really. It's just a mismatch of every sort of vaguely, like the accent of like every colonizer country that's ever existed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, and it tried like, and I, and even like when you compare it to like the animated Sleeping Beauty, a very simple movie, but first of all, at least the fairies' names are simple. Like, why did the fairies' names have to be so complicated like they are in Maleficent? Yeah. Uh, like, why why is there a fairy called Thistle Wit that in the original one is called Fauna, which is easy? Like, why? And uh, I will say the one person who kind of gets off innocent is Elle Fanning uh, as Princess Aurora. She's delightful. She's radiant. She deserves a lot better in both this and the sequel, which uh, by virtue of being not Sleeping Beauty is a little bit better. Uh, Cruella is Cruella's better, but I think Cruella is kind of overrated, if I'm being honest, but oh, yeah. um, way too on the nose music choices. But anyway, um, agreed. yeah, Maleficent just is like, I think it's like everything wrong with all of these, the, the project that Disney is undertaking to remake these live action make remake all their good animated movies into live action movies it's just i think i mean i think beauty and the beast is the poster child for that because legitimately be our guest in beauty and the beast is scarier than any a24 horror movie and any scene in a24 horror movie but um this is not much better uh it's pretty it's a pretty rough watch and um yeah uh, 
Elle Fanning innocent, but I don't like movies that are overly reliant on CGI like this. Uh. Um, I used to consider myself the Disney expert, the Disney guy. Um, I still do consider that, but then I'm constantly told by everyone else I'm not. Uh, so <laughs> when you have people like Kelly and Nazario in the world, mm. uh, which is fair, Kelly is by far the Disney expert, but I, I like to think that I kind of know what I'm talking about when it comes to Disney stuff. I'm a big fan of their work, their, their stuff. Uh, Christopher Diaz, I am sorry, but if you are trying to say in the comments that Sleeping Beauty, the animated classic, is not good, I can't fucking help you. That movie's a <laughs> masterpiece. Uh, that is arguably one of the most beautiful animated films Gorgeous. ever made. Absolutely. It is incredible to look at. Holy shit. Um, why haven't we seen you in the flying cow? I don't know what the fuck that is. That's um, that's a Disney League where Kelly was the champion. Oh, this is the Disney League that I said yeah. I didn't know what it was, and then I was told, "But you're in the trivia space," and I said, "That doesn't matter. I don't know what it is. Uh, I play. I work at Multiplex. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, Maleficent's bad. Um, I actually, if I'm being completely honest, I did not hate the sequel." I think it's not it's better. Good. It's better than this one, but it's not. You good. have Michelle Pfeiffer, so it's automatically yeah. better. Um, Isn't John Hunter in that? What's no. that? No. Who are you thinking of? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Who were you thinking about? This is Chiwetel's character. Chiwetel. Oh yeah, yeah. I was um, bad. No, I thought the sequel was was decent. I thought they improved on the visuals and everything in the sequel. But yeah, this is this is one of those movies where um, when it came out, I actually went and saw it on a date. It was about a month before I met Maggie. And thank God this movie is bad <laughs> because I could be married to somebody completely different for all I know. If, Male if Maleficent had been an incredible film, I might have gone on a second date with this girl. But we went on one date to see Maleficent. And I said... You picked the movie. Sorry, I love Disney, but I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And she liked it. So it was like, ugh. Um, and I got home that night. I still lived at home with my parents. And my, my mom said, was Maleficent good? Did you like it? And I said, wasn't for me. Didn't dig it. And she goes, oh, I bought tickets for us to all go see it tomorrow. <laughs> so the next night, I went and saw Maleficent again. <laughs> with my entire family had a terrible time and then i didn't watch it again until the new one came out i i the and they released the first one on 4k and it's it's, it's bad it, it, it's not great and i do think that l fanning is good um i think that um fucking uh robin boy uh or nightwing boy who's He's name so I bad i i like him as like, I want him to succeed, but he's not. Gr What's his? Why can't I think of this kid's name? Brenton Thwaites. He's so yeah. bad. They had to oh yeah. And <laughs> they did recast it with somebody much better. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's not how they run that guy. What's that? That guy was in See How They Run. He was Richard Attenborough. Oh, there you go. Uh, ah, I need to see that movie. Um, it's fun. So yeah, this isn't good. Like. Yeah, this is this is a smear on uh this is like everything wrong with 
Disney live action stuff. Um, but yeah, Kirk, uh, you love this movie. Um, you know, Jake's comparing this to my feelings for Avatar. Jake, imagine everything you said about that movie and all your feelings for it. And then on top of that, you have to live on a planet where it is the number one grossing movie of all time. <laughs> would you would you be able to tolerate that? I don't know. Um, no, I was I kind of had, had high hopes for this movie. I don't hold this in the same like with the same disdain as I do like the straight like just live action remakes of Disney because at least they were trying to do something different or like at least put it. It seemed like they were. It seemed like they were trying to put a different spin on it. Oh, and like literally. I was really hopeful because like I thought this was going to be like this could have been like Disney's Wicked. And you know, I'm talking more like the book than the than the musical. Yeah. Where it's like they 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 give a like maybe they'll give her like an interesting backstory and like really like you know something charged that makes you root for. It. It's like oh no, they were just mean to her, so she's not the bad guy anymore. And like it just from the beginning, like there's no like twist or anything. It's just like oh, everybody's mean to her, so you know she's the good guy now. Um. So I thought that was kind of lame and 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 boring and disappointing. Um. I would if if Disney's gonna like continue to recycle their properties i'd like to see them at least try things like this um even though this was a miss um rather than just like a straight remake because you know they can and they own it and it's cheap and lazy um but it's this cheap, is no that's the thing this, this is costing 200 million well, they, yeah, yeah, they, they're a, not they they yeah, look really cheap mean. they're not cheap but they look cheap right. um uh i'd rather like i said even though this one was a miss i'd rather see that I, I mean, i'd rather them see them not do it at all but um but no, I'm not defending this movie. It's not good. I think she's good. I think Angelina Jolie is good. Like, yeah, I she think... was. That was a good casting choice. Okay. I thought she. Was I think she fits the character. Yeah, like, she, she. I think yeah. she has the character down. But um, they didn't give her anything really great to do. No, exactly. Uh, Jake Marangoni, you love this as well. Uh, I, I've, I've, I love this so much that I haven't even seen it. Um, yeah, I this when this came out, I had no interest. Um, in this, I have even seen Mistress of Evil, obviously. Um, I, yeah, just like Alice in Wonderland, like fucked up so many of these Disney live action remakes. Like that movie, it's one of the worst movies ever. And this is sort of the blank check, if you will, for Maleficent, um, uh, for Robert Stromberg, um, the guy who directed this movie. Uh, if you, do you want to know how many movies this guy's directed? Like he has an insane uh, filmography. Uh, I'll give you, it's just Maleficent. He's only made this movie. He's a visual effects uh, and production designer. I think he has he's two won Oscars. an Oscar for Avatar. He's got two Oscars, Avatar and Alice in Wonderland, in both yeah, years in a row. Um, and this is sort of his, wow. like, okay, you know how to do production design. Uh, here, you can direct a movie. And that movie was Maleficent. So that's like the only interesting thing about this movie, at least to me, is how this movie was sort of given to this director. Um, and he hasn't made a movie since. I mean, he does like, he does other production visual effects shit. Um, but like, uh, this is it as far as his directing career goes. Um, but like, yeah, I, I had no interest in seeing this um, unless I decide to just like focus a full year on fandom. Um, I will watch it then, but uh, I have no interest in, in watching like, 200 movies that I've never seen. Don't you could it. be a champion, Mary. I could. I don't know. I, I, I really on a belt. Be a... Don't do it. Do it. Do it, Jake. Okay. Well, well. I um, know, we are running. We, we are having great conversations, but we're going really long. So I'm gonna. Well, that's what I mean. You put me on this panel. Like, I know. Panel? I know. I did. I put. I put two people in, and three because I'm one of them too. That talk a lot. And wait. That, wait till tomorrow night. Yikes. Oh, oh yeah. God. Tomorrow is gonna be rough. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to get to mine. I don't think anybody else here has seen it, so I'll be really quick. Um, don't worry, darling, is ass. 
It's so bad. It's not good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, the trailers of uh, show this mystery. What is going on? There's weird shit afoot. And the explanation is one of the dumbest, stupidest movie twists I have seen in recent memory. Um, it reminds me of another film that came out in the last few years, and I shit you not, within a five-minute span, both Tyler Butler and Scott Harvey messaged me within five minutes and said, don't worry, darling, kind of reminded me of this movie, right? And I said, yes, like exactly. So I don't want to say what it is. because I have will a feeling I can guess what it is. Yeah, it yeah. will spoil it. But I haven't seen it, but I have a feeling I can guess. Message me and I'll tell you yes or no. Um, and I just thought it, it, it's all Florence Pugh is kind of innocent. Um, I think that Chris Pine, like everyone was saying, he's innocent. He doesn't do anything. Like he's just, he's just there. Everybody's just there turning in like lazy performances. Uh, it looks good. Like I think the production design and the, and the uh, costumes and everything for the like old time-ish look that they're going for is good. I think that stuff is good. So it's not bottom of the barrel one star movie for me. Um, But it's so laughably stupid it, it, it was hard to get through. And it's boring. At the end of the day, it's also just fucking boring. And Harry Styles, whatever. I don't care. I didn't, everybody's saying that he's bad. I thought he was fine. He didn't do anything in the movie that made me go, oh, God, he's awful. But he did absolutely nothing to convince me that he's a good actor either. So I don't fucking know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Jake Meltzer. Yes. 100%. That is the movie okay. I was thinking. Yeah. So, All right. So, well, yeah. I haven't seen that, but uh, <laughs> yep, it almost makes me more intrigued. I don't know if you'll just let me go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go but, for it. Uh, go, go. I have not seen this yet. It's weird because I was actually, I think mainly because, I mean, I've been on this show and espoused my uh, Florence Pugh fandom much to uh, Kirk's chagrin. Um, <laughs> so... I was really interested in this movie and then all of the sort of behind the scenes drama started uh, coming out and I was just like, man, that's a damn shame. Uh, Olivia Wilde just doesn't seem like a fun hang, which is too bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, yeah, I was actually like genuinely interested in this movie for a while. I was too. Mostly on the strength of the cast uh, and the fact that I had really liked Booksmart and I was curious to see Olivia Wilde do something different as a director, but man, it is getting a lot harder to uh, drum up the the interest to spend time going to a movie theater to watch this now. Um, I still might, but it's certainly uh, it's certainly not as high on my priority list as it might have been like maybe a month like a month ago. I will say it is worth it to see what the twist is. I'm curious. I'm curious, like why people think it's bad. But like, because I've heard some. Like, I was at work today. Somebody that I work with watched it. I asked, like, did you watch it? And they were like, Yeah, I kind of liked it. And I was like, Why did you like it? Like, just out of curiosity. And they were like, I thought the twist was really cool. And so I think maybe like part of the problem is I just watch so many fucking movies that like 
I thought this twist was like so unbelievably stupid. Um, but then to this person, they were like, who probably watches half the amount of movies that I watch. They were like, no, I was surprised by it. I thought it was interesting. Like, Hey man, all, all the love to you for liking it. <laughs> you guys thought it was so stupid. Uh, Kirk, uh, you love Florence Pugh yes. and Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you catch this opening night or are you waiting for your family? I have not. My daughter did. And she came home and oh, she nice. was like still furious about the ending. I wasn't going to tell me what it was, but she was still angry. You so, didn't? You, she didn't tell you what it was? No, she didn't. She, she took Kathy in the room because Kathy doesn't care about spoilers. So she had to talk to somebody. <laughs> so her and Kathy went in the other room and talked about it. Nice. But, um, so, but I mean, she's probably still going to drag me to see it again. So I'll probably see it sometime next week or so. And I'm curious, just everything around it. Like I'm going to fall for that and go see it and probably hate it. But, you know. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, Mr. Marangoni, you mentioned to me that this is not out in your country of origin yet, but not yet. See it when it's out, I I will. It comes out next Thursday for me. Um, but they're having like small advanced screenings, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm going to see it Sunday, um, just because I am like one of the biggest advocates for Booksmart. I feel in the community, like it's one of it's a movie that has grown so much for me like every time i write you so have you, have you, have you're, you not, a, you're not a kingsman you're not, you I'm, not kingsman? I'm not a kingsman i know that like is like weird for me here but i i it's like legitimately one of my favorite movies ever it's a movie that i just like it just it gets better with every rewatch i totally I missed it because i was answering a text what movie are you saying is one of your favorites book smart oh okay fair 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 like just weirdly that movie has connected to me a lot and i just love watching that movie it's one of the funniest movies i've ever seen um so obviously i'm really looking forward to this movie like i like olivia wilde i like what she did with with book smart so i'm was very curious how this movie was sort of promoted or how she described this movie um i don't know much about it and i've watched i watched the first trailer once and i'm like yeah that's it i don't need to know anything else i'm going to avoid this movie as much as possible i want to go with knowing this very little um, and then this whole sort of weird, crazy controversy and shit that has dropped in the last few months of fighting on the set, and then the whole um, it was it Venice or was it was Venice, right? I think it was Venice, yeah. Venice, that that whole sort of um, shit show with Harry Styles and and Chris Spitting Pine and Chris Pine, yeah, um, <laughs> Spitgate is that what we're calling it? Uh, in, but, in the Sorry, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I was gonna say, it's just yeah, I don't know. Like, it's I'm starting to like get worried, and I'm probably not going <laughs> worried. Um, but I I don't know if I'm. <laughs> I got a good shot here. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I will watch it, and I will view it as a movie without any sort of you know, expectations now, because I definitely felt like I was really hyped for this movie way 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 back now. But yeah. now I'm just like, all right, let's just see what this crazy shit show is gonna be like yeah in the middle of the movie maggie looked at me and she went are you sleeping and i said no but i fucking wish i was <laughs> like holy shit and like she i said it before but she summed it up perfectly where at the end of the day the movie is just fucking boring like so much happens while nothing happens at all it's it's and if you've seen the trailer you've seen the whole movie but what the twist is like you could watch the la the trailer and then the last thirty minutes. Like really, you've seen everything but the last thirty minutes. So, um, anyway, uh, let's move on. 
<laughs> uh, we're going to go into our over-the-top action movies. Uh, Kirk, you're going to kick us off with our first over-the-top action movie. Okay, uh, my first movie is, it's a Japanese movie. Um, a lot of ja- a lot of good over-the-top action in, in the Japanese cinema. Uh, I'm going to go with a movie called Why Don't You Play in Hell? Okay. And um, what this movie is about, it is about a, uh, there's a group of like very uh, uh, amateur filmmakers just basically one around trying to figure out how they're going to make get their movie made. And they stumble upon this uh, Yakuza feud and they are um, these two warring, uh, you know, gang factions basically get ready to rub each other out. There's all these different, you know problems they have with each other and the this film crew gets involved and basically says hey if you guys are going to kill each other uh why don't you let us film it and make a movie about it and uh they're like yeah okay and there i mean there's there's some plot reasons like, as like why you know it makes sense for them to do that but so they end up um you know a lot of other things happen but they end up kind of filming this gang war and you know it's like they're like the the gangs are old school so they're all using swords so there's a lot of great like sword action and sword violence um and this is where it gets really over the top because just people getting you know chopped to pieces and then you know they pull out the guns and blow each other away and um you know it's just funny because like they're about to kill each other the 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 camera says wait a minute everybody freeze we gotta you know position this right and everybody and they all actually stop and wait to kill each other to do it and just it comes like it's mostly the third act where most of the action is most of the violence is um but it's a great payoff uh the whole movie is a lot of fun um the director directed another movie called tag not the tag you're thinking of um, I was about to say but it's uh uh it's just a, a that's another good another one i could have probably talked about just a really crazy surreal um i said it's like battle royale if david lynch directed it um it just just completely insane and um but that's the kind of movies he makes, uh, and uh, there and, and this one is just I, I love to watch this one. Like it's 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 fun because it's like gangster violence, but it's also about like the love and passion for movies. Uh, so it's right, right up my alley. Um, and yeah, one I definitely recommend. It. It's worth a watch. We've talked about this on this show. It sounded familiar, and I think Brian might have brought it up if you didn't before, Kirk. It was either Brian, me, or it might have been Mike. Okay. Um, oh yeah it might have been mike he had a review for it um this has been in my watch list since um whoever brought it up brought it up but i still have not seen it uh jake uh marangoni have you seen this i never even heard of this movie uh but i do want to find out what this movie is because it does sound very interesting okay uh melter what he said (laughs) cool awesome uh Marangoni, let's go to you. Our next pick. Oh, me? Um, hmm. Over the top. Fudge. Okay, so I've got a few. You get um, to just... judge what it what that means. Like, yeah. I I'm like, because I have a movie that I want to choose, but like I guess it is over the top. Um just do it. Just do it. There's what I'm gonna be pick. shocked if you don't it's, pick. It's one of my like just like absolute favorite movies when I was a kid. Um, and I, I don't know how it sort of became, I just was, as a kid, I always loved action movies and I liked the sort of the, the zany over the top martial arts sort of stuff. There was a movie from 2000, uh, the debut of a guy with three initials as his name, uh, who made a movie, uh, that was based on a TV show <laughs> that I absolutely love. It's got three ladies. Oh, I'm talking about Charlie's Angels. 
I, uh, Jake and I played last year in Onto, and I picked this as the deep cuts. You sure um, did. Uh, and it was, it's just, it's a movie that I, I re, it's one of my like 10 movies that I rewatch every year, multiple times, um, for obvious certain reasons. Um, it's just really fun. I, I find this movie absolutely funny. Um, and just the action is well, it's like insanely well done for this type of movie. Like it's not realistic. It goes over the top. There are crazy, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just does not take the the sense of reality there in the actions. Like people will 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 glide and float and do crazy kicks and martial yeah, arts stuff. Just weird, like uh, energy in here. Just like yeah, like wujia and his energy throughout the action. Um, it is just really fun. Like I just just yeah, it's it takes it over the top. Um, I don't I can't really like articulate exactly like how it works but like the, the fight scene with the angels and the creepy thin man played to smack my bitch up uh um, is just incredible um and just the way that i don't know who the choreographer was but i believe it's someone from hong kong who's like it might have been so yuan Wu-Pang. it could have uh, been him that does sound right that, but the, yeah that, that, that does sound right um but like the whole action scene in the castle at the end of the movie when you have uh you have uh, kelly lynch fighting cameron diaz and Crispin glover fighting lucy Liu, and then drew barrymore's fighting six guys while she's tied to a chair and it's just like played to um things is it is it blur i can't remember the song but the woohoo song um i can't remember oh, oh uh, song two oh, by two. song two yes um that whole sequence is just like great and then then Climbing up a helicopter, them climbing up Sam Rockwell's helicopter while he's about to uh, kill Charlie is just great. Played to by my boy Fat Boy Slim. Um, I can't remember. This, uh, is it Your Mama, which is a great song. Um, and yeah, so this movie is just like one of my all time favorites. Um, it's a movie that just like makes me feel happy and makes me, it takes me back to the early 2000s when I was a child and would uh, say I was sick, for, uh, stay at home sick and watch this movie while eating ice cream. So. Um, I actually watched this for the first time before the new one came out in preparation mm-hmm. for the new one. Um, and then I don't remember, we didn't get the new one at the theater I worked at cause it was a six screen theater. Um, so we didn't get it there and it was around Thanksgiving that the new one came out and it was like super busy and, um, it literally played for like a week and a half and that was gone. And so I missed it and I have not seen it. And I heard it wasn't completely awful. Uh, so it just like completely bombed at the box office. So I do want to check out the new one. But I only saw this because I was going to go see the new one. And uh, I, I I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. Uh, this was not for me. Uh, if if I'm going to watch a Mick G movie, I like it with a Terminator in it. Um, and, oh, even <laughs> and even then, it's not good. But I'd rather watch Terminator than whatever this is. Uh, like, yeah, no, I mean, no, thank you. At least I didn't say I'd rather watch This Means War. Like, I, I, you know. Yeah. We are marshals, right? It's not like. The babysitter. Yeah. I, I've been... It's actually kind of fun. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no. Uh, Kirk. 
Yeah, if I ever want to watch a Bucci movie, I'm just going to walk off a bridge. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, well, you have to watch this movie for reasons I'm not going to. I, no, I, I, I've seen this movie when it like when it came out. Uh, I don't have many memories of it. The ones I do aren't great. Um, but you know, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to give it a revisit because, like I said, it has been 22 years now. Uh, Melter. First of all, Kirk, Tim, are you guys okay? You both talked about like wanting to like end your guys' lives today. I mean, guys okay? <laughs> my, wife, in. my wife agrees with you. <laughs> she was like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, so as uh, Mr. Marangoni mentioned, he uh, he uh, made me watch uh, he made me watch this in a match we had last year in opening night. Um, and I made him watch Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again because great film. Great film indeed. Uh, anyway, uh, I would rather watch that again than this movie, but I do also, I had fun with this movie. The fight scene that he mentioned that I think it perfectly, that makes this an over-the-top action movie uh, is fantastic. Easily my favorite scene in the movie, the fight between the angels and the thin man. Crispin Glover just throwing 103 in this movie. Phenomenal stuff uh, as the thin man. Um and Tim, I can't hate this movie because it also has Tim Curry. Uh, <laughs> yes. Tim Curry and Bill Murray. Tim Curry oh, and Bill Murray say that five yeah. times fast. Uh, sumo wrestling each other in fat suits. Uh, <laughs> I can think of worse ways to spend time than just watching that happen. Uh, yeah, this movie's fine. Uh, I don't have the same emotional attachment to it that... Uh, my fellow Jake does, but uh, I enjoyed myself uh, when I rewatched it. I hadn't seen it in a long time, so I was cool sure. with it. All right, uh, Mr. Melter, let's move on to you. Okay, the entire reason that I decided I wanted to be on this panel was I so I could talk about not just my favorite movie of 2022, but my favorite movie of this entire decade so far. Oh, uh, wow. I am talking about one of the most metal movies I've seen in my entire life. Uh, it is the Indian action epic masterpiece, RRR. Uh, this movie was made to melt all of the faces in all of the world. I adore it with all of my heart. You know a movie is going to kick all of the ass when it opens with a disclaimer about... All of this entire list of animals was not harmed in this movie because they were created with CGI. And then later, about midway through the movie, you see all of these animals utilized in an absolutely bonkers action scene that takes place at some giant British estate. And it is glorious. This whole movie is just glorious from front to back. Uh, every action scene is just dialed up to 17 and the two, uh, so I'll just really quickly, this movie is, I, I would call it alternate history because the two main characters are based on two real Indian revolutionaries who fought against British colonial rule in the 1920s. But there's no basis in historical fact for anything that goes on in this movie. Um, it's just these two guys are like super patriots and they are just gonna absolutely fuck up the British in every which way imaginable. And the British, all the British people are portrayed as these, with one exception, are portrayed as the most cartoonish 
over-the-top villains you can imagine. Ray Stevenson uh, plays the like the governor who's like the main bad guy. And his wife is played by Allison Duty, a.k.a. Elsa Schneider from The Last Crusade, who I have not seen since then. And I was just like, wow, welcome back, Allison Duty. I honestly uh, didn't think she was still alive. She's like 50-something years old. Um, maybe had a little work done, but uh, good for mm-hmm. her. Uh, no, I honestly thought I had heard she died. I thought I, I must have uh, but, to be No, they are, ab- uh, they are honestly, it's like they're having the time of their lives. They're just... Talk about chewing scenery. It's like they're they're eating like a, a heart attack burger uh, with the scenery that they're chewing. And just, yeah, just the action throughout is just so, is gravity defying. It is just massive in scope. And it's just spectacularly choreographed. And just S.S. Rajamuli, the director, um, he just, he is what I I said this in my review when I rewatched the movie after I had seen it in the theater. I watched it again on Netflix. He is what you would get when you cross David Lean and John Woo. Like that is who he is. That is him. And it is just so much fun to watch. Uh, and on top of all of the incredible action, there is a musical number in this movie, a dance sequence that makes everything in Spielberg's West Side Story, which I loved, was one of my 10 favorite movies of last year. It makes everything in that movie look like middle school theater. Like, this scene is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite scenes of any movie of the last five years. I watch it on YouTube constantly. Just if I need to like feel better, like if I'm down, I'll just watch Not To Not To and I will immediately feel better because that is just the vibe of this movie. It's just so incredible. The climactic fight where they team up and just take down a, these British dudes is just, it's, it is just, when you look up catharsis in the dictionary, it is that scene played out. It is just so, so spectacular. I just, I could go on about this movie for hours, but I know we've gone a while here. It's just, this movie just brings me so much joy. So Kirk will probably hate it if he ever watches it, but I don't care. Like, God, I just love it. I just love this movie so much. Don't have taste in movies, guys. It's, it's <laughs> three hours long. It's three hours long, but it goes by like uh, half that time. It just, I could watch this movie. I could just watch this movie on loop. It's just so wonderful it's the best action movie it's the best musical it's also as there's like a 20 30 minute section that's actually like a really good rom-com and it's just a great bromance too on top of all of that you just love these two characters you root so hard for them to get over their differences and just be best friends like they were destined to be together as friends if you want to read more into it that's on you. I'm not going to do that, but these guys are, they're they're just so great. They just have so much charisma. And I like, I wish that Netflix had the original uh, Telugu version as opposed to a Hindi dub. I had the privilege of getting to see the original version in a theater. It came back in theaters like beginning of June and I went to go see it and I just was, absolutely blown away. Like after not to not to, and I saw it in the theater, I literally said, Holy shit. Like me slightly below that volume. Cause I was just so blown away. And yeah, the action is just so insane and gravity defying. And like these dudes are like, there's the, and they just 
can like just take on anybody and it's just incredible and i will evangelize about this movie like marangoni evangelizes about spider-man it's <laughs> it's amazing um i haven't seen it yet um I, I need to, it, it, it's three hours. And uh, if you told me a year ago, it, I know, and I'm going to watch it. Uh, I just uh, currently in the, in the, in my current life situation, I do not have time uh, because if, if I split it up, I would be able to, but I would like to just sit down and watch it. There is an intermission and say, the, yeah, the intermission. Yeah. It's with three R's intermission, by the way. Fair. I would still like to sit down and watch it in one sitting. Um, and honestly, at this point, tomorrow might be the day because I have the day off and I should just sit down and just watch it. Um, but um, I will take this time to plug. Uh, we just dropped a new show on the channel yesterday called The Roundtable. Uh, this was a movie that they talked about on the show. Um, and uh, I was the editor for that show. And when editing in clips from this movie uh, over the what the panel was saying i was like okay <laughs> so <laughs> i've definitely i've been curious i want to watch it i will watch it uh kirk have you gotten to see it yet i have not i wanted i'm curious because like i saw it on netflix i saw the poster popped up and it's like it was just like two kind of like nerdy looking bros riding a moped together and then like <laughs> i see the next poster and it's just like one of them like with a shirt off all ripped fighting off a tiger or something so i'm like Hell oh this yeah. looks interesting um, again, three hours. Why does all why do all Indian films have to be so long? I'd probably be so I'd be because like, there's really that much awesome that. shit in it it's, that it needs to be. But, three uh, <laughs> um, but no, it, I definitely I'm very curious to check this one out. Okay, and uh, is it is it R R R or is it rrr, like the, the sound the tiger makes? Most people say R R R. I call it triple R. Uh, if you want to go rrr, then. <laughs> Live your best life. <laughs> That's not me, though. Uh, Jake Marangoni. This movie, this movie fucks. It, you know, if you yeah. look up, if you no. look up the movie sh in the dictionary, it's just gonna be a place of RRR. It's just like, it's incredible. It is like just like I wish. My biggest regret is that I didn't see this in the cinema. Like I wish I was convinced uh, sooner to watch it. Cause I would have seen this in the theater and I would have had an even better experience. And I gave this four and a half stars. Like this is incredible film. Um, I, it's funny that Tim mentions Roundtable because I watched that last night and them, them just talking about RRR. I'm just like, yeah, I just wish I was there to talk about it and I get to be here to talk about it. Um, I don't want to, uh, yeah, just the movie You're just welcome. has every, <laughs> thank you. Um, this just has like everything that like movie should be like inspiring endearing like heartfelt exciting just riveting engaging like just everything that i love about movies you can find in this movie uh which probably means that kirk is probably gonna hate it but um, <laughs> why do you guys god damn i'm sorry i that was i <laughs> i mean i know well i'm not gonna go too much in the spoilers but i know there's a scene that kirk will watch um soon well but that's all i'll say um but yeah, just like that whole fight, like halfway through where they go to the um, the British sort of like um, building or wherever that is. Um, and then they just, they see each other and that whole fight scene, I'm just like, this is incredible. The use of slow motion as well is like, it's not repetitive. It's just, it just makes it more epic. 
Um, and I also just love the use of fire and water symbolism for each of the characters. Like, um, I can't remember the, is it, it's Rahu and Beam? Uh, Ram and Beam, yeah. Ram and Beam. Ram is in, I think Ram's the one who works for the, uh, the British Empire, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's introduced through fire and Beam is introduced through water. There's that amazing shot where the camera like spins around when like you see through the reflection of the lake. I'm just like incredible stuff. Um, but they both represent sorts of different ideals and then they sort of meet. Um, and also I said this in my letterbox review, but like every movie should like have its title crop this um its title reveal like 40 minutes into the movie. Like Drive My Car did that, Climax kind of did that. RRR does that. Um, it just Metal. you just forget that it happens. So when it happens, it's just like you just you stand up and you and you just say and you just start clapping. You just realize that you were not expecting that, and it's incredible. Yeah, I I would love to watch this movie again. Okay. Uh, great. Okay, we'll move on to my uh, next pick uh, or my first pick, I guess. Um, so, and I have to be cammed off for a second. So sorry, but. Um, I was thinking about it and I was trying to think of like current like uh, action movies that I love that are over the top, but also like good. Like I, I will watch the Transformers movies and they are guilty pleasures, but like I don't want to bring them up here because like I want to talk about a movie that I like. And I was thinking about it and while this is actually my second favorite of the, of the series, I think when it comes to being over the top, this is the one that fits the most um so i'm going john wick chapter two um i i think that the first movie is the best one um but i like the action in this one more um i i still really like john wick chapter three but it definitely falls into getting a little bit uh too uh much for me and i and i can like i just said i like the transformers movies uh but the third one just gets like a, it, it overstays its welcome just a little bit. It's like two hours and like fifteen minutes, and it has like no business being that long. Um, this one is like an hour fifty-five, and that's like perfect. Um, so I I really like this one. I, I I love the whole sequence, which I forget which country he goes to, where um, there's like the rave thing going on, and then that's right. It's Rome, okay, and he finds the woman like who kills herself or whatever, and then he escapes and he like hides all the shotguns like in the like cave yeah, like tunnel thing that he's like running through. It is so fucking awesome. Um, I just think the action here is just it, it's just better than the first one. Um, again, I think I like the open closed story of the first one, just like a little bit more of like. It's very simple, like, his wife is dead, he's depressed, he gets this puppy from his wife, puppy's killed, and, oh, by the way, I used to be a hitman, and I'm gonna come and fucking end all of you. Like, it, it's just so simple, it's great, and it's really self-aware of, uh, with, like, all of the actors, like, Willem Dafoe, Ian uh, McShane, um... Uh, John Leguizamo, well, Common in the second one, yeah. But they're all just like, in the first one, it's all super self-aware. And this one, it starts to get to where it's like a little too serious. But the action is just so fucking good that it it doesn't matter. Because I believe this is the one, too, where... um, Or maybe I am thinking of the third one, then, where he gets off the train... 
and everybody's like coming after him and then he is that's that the problem yeah, okay the well either way the action here is incredible i love the ending when he chases um the dude into the continental the villain and he's sitting there and Ian McShane just comes up and is like, John. And then just like the way that that whole confrontation ends is, I remember sitting in the theater and being like shook. Like, I think it's so epic, so cool. Um, just really, really excellent stuff. Uh, yeah. So Kirk, what do you think about John Wick? Um, I really like them. It's been a while since I've revisited any of them. So they all kind of bleed together. Like, you know, you're talking about that scene where uh, she kills herself. I, I would have swore that was in the third one. Um, I could have sworn this the, the thing with the and then he kills the dude with the pencil. Isn't that the second one? That's this one. That's this one. Yeah, that's yeah. the second oh, one. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. That's yeah, that's thing. that's why, like, just when he's getting like those and this is the one where, like, all, they're all I know it happens in the third one too, but like when like they everybody starts coming after him, like those guys with the pencil. That's my only problem with John Wick is like everybody's so terrified of him and oh my god, he's Baba Yaga and all this stuff. But as soon as like there's a contract out on him, everybody's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it might work out. Who does? Like the ego boost if they kill John. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but um, no, and this is about the horses, right? Or is that? Is that's the, the third. One? No, that's that's, that's the third. One. Yeah, they're all. But no, I I think plot wise, I agree with you, Tim. Like I like how the first one's kind of its own in case thing, and the this one really I like how it builds does the world building. The third one maybe goes a little too over the top. Um, but I I, mean, I like all three of them. But yeah. this is probably my. Favorite or a close second, um, but yeah, the actual three of them is great. I just love the choreography and the fights. I just love how like they pay attention to like bullet count and how he has to reload and things like that. Oh yeah, uh, and little details like that are so great. Um, so yeah, I was I was honestly considering to put a, the only, the only reason I didn't is because like I said, I really couldn't sh scene for scene remember what was what. So that's why I didn't pick a John Wick movie. Um, but perfect pick for this list. Yeah, um, oh shit, I had a point to make and now I totally lost it. What was I gonna say? Oh, um, yeah, the third one with the opening with like the whole, yeah, when he like gets the horse and like yeah. everybody's coming after him. And I think the first like 25 minutes of the third one where it starts with like the end of the second oh, one babies. is arguably the best stuff in all three of the movies but then it goes uh, it, it they, they take a huge break there's the stuff with Halle Berry which I, I don't think is that great like the like the action scene with the dogs is cool but like everything in that first 25 minutes like when he fights that huge dude in the library Hold on. hell oh, yeah oh good and then yeah he jumps on the horse and it's just like that shit is awesome uh I remember that was one of the first times that I saw a movie with Maggie, the third one, where it wasn't a horror movie. And she looked at me and she said, I need to close my eyes. She's like, this is too violent. Like, I can't. I can't. When they're throwing the knives at each other in that sequence. That yeah. Like, yeah. No, that was the because we see horror movies all the time. And she's just like this. Like Barbarian. This was Maggie, the whole movie. Um right movie rules oh it's so fucking good um but then john wick I, chapter three i remember was the first time that she was like, i can't watch this like this is like too much uh so i'm excited to see what they do with four 
we'll, we'll see. I kind of wished it would have ended after three. If I'm being honest, like I was feeling like a finale and then all of a sudden, like it didn't end. And I was like, okay, all right. I guess I'm doing more of this. Uh, Jake Marangoni, what do you think about this? Uh, it's funny. I watched this movie with my brother like a few days ago. Like oh, nice. uh, he watched the first one and I was in the office doing stuff. And then I came out and he started watching the second one. So I like, oh, I'll join along and, and watch it with him. Um, and it's just like, I hadn't seen it in like a couple of years. Me and a friend of mine, we watched the first two leading up to Parabellum. We went, went and saw that in the theater. So I hadn't seen it since then. Chapter two is just like really good. Like, I feel like it's probably the most underrated of the three. Um, the first one is the one that set everything up. And then the sequel is the one that's like, it's a little bigger, but the action's better. And then the third one, it's like just this epic scale sort of just there's so much that that movie does. But I have a soft spot for chapter two. Like I like the whole, I like uh, Wick and Com like and Common. Like I think they sort they have like a cool little white rivalry. Like when they're fighting and they're trying to and he's trying to get to the Continental, and then you have the whole sequence where they're like stealth shooting in the train station. It's incredible. <laughs> my brother, because my brother hadn't seen that, he was just like, "What the fuck." And I was just like, there's a whole part incredible. where they like roll down the stairs, like yeah, yeah like, wrong there. That's yeah, wrong. Yeah. like bam, like oh man. It's just re really great action, and I was just reminded how good the action is in in, in the movie. The whole we haven't even mentioned Lawrence Fishburne with the Bowery. Oh King. yeah, he gives him seven crazy. bullets for each million dollar for the contract, and then he just shoots his way through the the gallery. And then my favorite sequence is through the whole of mirrors. That whole mirrors, like I I love mirror shots. Like it's one of my biggest like movie turn ons. Is like long takes and mirror shots. So when when the camera is panning on a reflection and you have no idea what you're seeing and then it just turns away and that, there's Ruby Rose. I'm just like just incredible shit. Um, yeah, the movie's great and just a great ending. Like how that sets up how that sets it up for um, Parabellum. I just think is really really good. Um, yeah, this this movie's so much fun. Maggie, it's the it's the middle one over here. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Maggie's, it, it goes to my point before Maggie's review for this movie, uh, in February of 2017, most anticipated movie of 2019, John Wick, the final chapter, uh, <laughs> the ending of this does like, it feels like we're going to a climax. Like everyone's coming after him. Holy shit. And then it's just like, no, we're going to cut your finger off in the middle of the desert. And mm. then you're going to like, you're going to be betrayed. And then, yeah, mm. like, it's just like, uh, anyway, uh, Meltzer. Yeah. This is my favorite of the series. Nice. Um, cause one is much more grounded and self-contained and kind of realistic. Three is just completely gonzo and over the top even more than this one, but this one is kind of a good balance, I think, which is why I think I appreciate it the most. Though I will say the knife fight in chapter three is my favorite action scene in the whole series. I That's think really it's just absolutely spectacular. And like you, I love the, the end with uh, the... Also, as somebody who absolutely adores both raid movies, yeah, I got a huge right. kick mm. out of the antagonists of both raid movies fighting him and having that level of respect for him. But anyway, chapter two... Um, yeah, I just, I love that balance of, like, it expands the world, but it's still, like, it's still kind of, like, it's still very much about John um, and is still able to keep the focus uh, on him. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love that, like, they obviously got a lot more money and they used it to kind of add to the scope and the whole, the whole sequence where all the assassins are coming after him uh, and he 
absolutely destroys the dude with a pencil is just so satisfying. Yeah, that's the scene uh, I was thinking of before. Yeah. With the fucking pencil. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, the one the one nitpick I have about John Wick Chapter 2. So I was living in New York City at the time. Uh, it is very obviously, obviously did not shoot any of that in New York City. Uh, <laughs> because the subway stops were, uh, were incorrect. Um, yeah, it just, it kind of drove me nuts. But other than that, just like the action is amazing, is just amazing. Uh, that scene, the both scenes with common are fantastic. And the, the ending, especially, I love the ending of the subway fight with him in common, just how it ends. It's just like I've never really seen that in a movie before, and like the way that Com like Common's fate, character's mm. fate, is just it's like kind of it's a really it's pretty it's re actually like genuinely pretty funny, but also just really badass like leading up to it. Um, yeah, huge fan of this franchise. Chapter four, eh, but Donnie Yen. So, uh, Keanu Reeves and Donnie Yen going at it, opening day, hundred percent. Can't wait. Sorry, my wife was going to bed. Uh, so, yes. All right. John Wick Chapter 2. Everybody loves it. I'm happy. Uh, let's move on. Kirk, we're back up to you. Uh, what is your uh, first or second okay. Sorry. I'm going to go with a movie that probably isn't the greatest movie in the world, uh, but it's the first thing I think of when I think about over-the-top action movies. Uh, I'm going to go with Hardcore Henry. Uh, Hell yes! If, oh my know, god! Anyone who's not familiar with this, this is the movie that was shot all in first person. And um, I saw, I watched this on. Did any of you guys see this in the theater? Yes, I did. No, I wish I did. Because I, I, I wonder if yes. it would have been better or worse to see in the theater. Because I watched all. I, watched I got pretty time. nauseous. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Because and I don't get <laughs> nauseous in movies. Yeah. but this one kind of got me. Um, but yeah, this is such a great movie. Um, like I said, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's a very fun movie. Um, and it's obviously just a gimmick, um, but they may really make the most of it. There's a lot of great action scenes. Uh, Chartal Copley, I mean, the, ma the main character, you really don't see, doesn't talk. So Chartal Copley is basically the main character. And he plays like this succession of clones who get, uh, get murdered in like excessively violent ways and just keep coming back. It's like kind of slightly different people, but it's the same guy just over and over again. Um, different versions of the same guy. And uh, he's just, I, I love Shoto Copley. I think he's a lot of fun um, in general. Um, and I think he does a lot with that role. Um, he has like a musical Maleficent, number at some point. Though. What's that? <laughs> Maleficent. He's terrible. Oh, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, and, and then, you know, it's just like a lot of like just progressive like. And again, it plays out like a video game a lot of times, but it's still a lot of fun. And when you just think about like the you know behind the scenes, what they had to do to get these shots and how they worked, and you know the stunts and everything, um, are pretty cool. Um, really great use of "Don't Stop Me Now" at the end in, in the in the final bat, one of the final battles. Um, just a really really super exciting movie. Um, like I said, if someone tells me they just don't, aren't into it because of the gimmick, I understand. Uh, but I had a ton of fun watching this. I think it's really fun and really over the top. Um, this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> I saw this in the theater with Maggie, and I think she wanted to break up with me. Uh, <laughs> you fell asleep? Nothing is better than the needle drop. Uh... Cause I'm having a good yeah. time, having a good time. <laughs> like the last 
15. I saw this twice in the theater. Um, I went with Maggie and straight up like had a good time. <laughs> like uh, I remember seeing the trailers for this and being like, yeah, like it'll be fine, but like there's no way this can go for like a whole like I I straight I think this movie's awesome and I'm I haven't thought about this movie in a in a hot minute. I own the Blu-ray. Um this might be one that after a couple more rums here, I might I might pop this on tonight <laughs> and watch uh while I'm editing uh some fandom matches because yeah, this is this is a really, really fun movie. Um it's so stupid but so awesome and yeah i did see it in the theater like i said twice i saw it with maggie and then i saw it with a buddy of mine who he was one of those guys who was like the internet says if you bring a controller uh to the theater like your hand and so he like brought like an xbox controller and i was like you're a dumbass um <laughs> but it was it, it, i i had the best time because at the at the time that this came out, I think it came out like April ish, 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, the theater I worked at, I was in charge of the show schedule. So I got to decide which movie went into which auditorium. And so the night that this came out, like the premiere show, I knew that we weren't busy on Thursday nights. No one was going to come and see the premiere show of hardcore Henry, except for me. So I put it in our biggest auditorium on the biggest screen and it was incredible. I, I, I forget which of the Jakes just said that they got nauseous watching it. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I sat, I like to sit real close to the screen and I was in it and loved it. it it's a, it's so, this is a movie that like would make Cody look at me and go, why are we friends? Like he does that every now and then. Like when I talk about how much I love Terrence Malick, Cody is like, fuck you. <laughs> this is a movie that would make Cody look at me and go, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, but I love it. Is... Speaking of Cody, can you bring his last clip up, up yeah, on the screen? Like, come on. Oh, this, yeah, I didn't even this, see it. This, this is why I can't win in this community. <laughs> if any of you brought this up and I said I didn't like it, Cody, look, Kirk hates fun. Kirk's an old man. I like it. I lose credibility. So what can I do? <laughs> I lose either way. I did. To be fair, when I said the Cody comment, I did not know he was still in the chat. <laughs> he hadn't said anything in a while. So I made that comment, not knowing he was there, uh, which no, which proves that me and Cody are, we're just one in the same. Two pieces. Uh, best buddies. Um, Jake Marangoni, hardcore Henry. Uh, slaps. It slaps hard. It's great. Um, yeah, I, this is a movie that um, I like back in 2016, 2017 was a movie that I would show to friends, like friends like, hey, let's watch this movie. Like we'd have a movie night or something. And I remember a couple of mates watching this. We had pizza and Coke and we were just watching it. Just going like, this is just like the best time we could have. Um, I do wish, I don't think it got a theatrical release here. I could be wrong, but I don't remember it at all getting a release in Australia. Um, but I would have, I would have, I definitely would have seen this in the movie, in the in the cinema. Like, I did. Any of you play Mirror's Edge? Yes. Yeah. It's very like I. It's got that point of view of especially the um, the That's parkour aspect, especially during that whole chase sequence. I think like in the first thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I just like I like to think of this movie as like Mirror's Edge if it was an action movie. 
um and it's just like has that sort of that it just has that energy of a video game like shadow Berkeley is like the npc who tells you you have to get to here and kill all these men and find this person and it doesn't it just like it has that energy and i think it's a really great video game movie without it being based on anything and i think this is like just how you would do something like that without it feel with with it feeling like genuine and really good i think that's the problem with video game movies is the quality of them but this one really gets like an adaptation of that really well um but also the action is well done is really well done and also varied it's not just the same sort of action scene like there's a there's a motorcycle car chase there's like the shootout in the club there's the parkour chase there's the whole shootout in the uh the abandoned building where shot of Copley. Yeah, he's good up those he's steps like, he's gone up all these so steps and he's good, jumping yeah. down and then he's got a shotgun and he's got a rifle and it's just yeah. like it it varies the action and then that whole last 30 minutes like when they go to, um, I think his name's Akan, the telekinetic yeah. guy. There's a guy with telekinetic powers. The villain that has telekinetic powers never explained. Yep, no reason. You don't know how, you don't need to know. He just has telekinetic powers. It makes the action scenes even better. Um, and I just think that uh, they just tried to make the most like fun movie they could as far as like energy goes. And that also that ending, without going into spoilers, when they're on the helicopter, it's just like that's it that's all you need for the ending and it's just the last <laughs> really funny it's are like perfect banger um and also just weirdly enough the director is a kind of a good action director he made nobody yeah uh, from last year nobody. like yeah. very different action movie like he really like he understands and funny enough like we're talking about john wick um written by Derek colstead so yeah. there's a connection there but like he just yeah he knows how to make action movies uh in a variety of different ways so absolutely love this movie yeah, um, and let's not forget about um, Timmy Roth showing up in like yeah. <laughs> fucking scene, right? Yeah. It's like two scenes or whatever as like his dad or something. It's so stupid, but it's awesome. Uh, Meltzer, what do you think about this one? Um, so I, I, I think maybe part of why I was nauseous, I movie hopped when I saw this. I saw oh. Green Room first, and oh. then I saw this. Ooh. Green Room, one oh. of my favorite A24 <laughs> movies. It's in my top oh, five A24 um so i don't know maybe i just was sort of like worn out when i saw this because i don't have the same enthusiasm about this movie that you guys do like i appreciated what it was doing from a formal perspective i just couldn't really get on the wavelength of it it just uh but maybe i just was kind of not what do you right fun jake yeah, I know, right? <laughs> RRR, the movie that fucks more than any other movie. And I hate her. And I don't think Hardcore Henry is that good. Uh, yeah, do it, fucking sue me. Uh, but, uh, no, it's one I, uh, no, it's one I kind of do want to rewatch. Maybe I'll be able to tolerate it more when I'm at home that I won't be as nauseous. Because um, I did like Nobody, uh, Ilya Neischuller's yeah. movie, action movie that came out last year with. Uh, the God Bob Odenkirk. Um, oh, he's yeah. Better call Saul. I love you. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. No, I, I understand why y'all like it, uh, and I I want to revisit it, see if I can uh, muster up some of that uh, that enthusiasm because I don't remember anything that happened that you guys were talking about. Yeah, that's fair. It's definitely one of those movies where like. It's more of an experience and less about the story. Well, I was also going to say, it's like we were talking about earlier about how like Avatar is one of those movies where like 
you forget about it almost instantly and that's a negative to you. This is a movie where I forget about it almost instantly, but know that and remember that I had like a fucking amazing time. But, but and, like, do you know what the main character's name is in Avatar? I mean, do you remember his name? Well, I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I, I just hate, I mean, not to to dis to to um to go on another topic, but just I just the, the stuff on Twitter. I'm like, can anyone name? Like, it's like just a stupid thing. Where it's just like it's character names. It's just because yeah. it's like you can't really remember it. That doesn't mean that it's a bad movie or no. anything like that. Like, it's I agree. I think you're. I think that's correct. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's move on. Jake Marangoni, you get your uh, okay. So there's one movie that I think everyone thinks I'm going to pick, but because I do want to talk about another movie and I also talk about this one movie a lot that I just feel like I should just go with something more niche-ish and something that I think is even uh, crazier uh, than that movie. Um, I love how I'm going this and that when I have no idea what I'm really saying. Uh, I'm going with a movie starring a uh, generic action man, Jason Statham, uh, wow. and what I would say... Don't want to be too harsh because I think this these the two movies that he's did um, that I love I think are absolutely incredible and I'm going with the sequel. Um, I'm going with uh, what I think is just absolute bonkers oh, film, uh, Crank okay. High Voltage. I'm going with the sequel, um, which is a movie I like uh, a bit more than no, I actually like the first one more anyway. But I think this one's just even crazier from the beginning. Like the whole movie. I mean, the first one is Chev Chelios has been poisoned and his heart uh, is going to is going to die unless he keeps his heart rate up. So he's got a, he's taken adrenaline shot. He's having sex with his with Amy Smart in public. He's doing a bunch of crazy shit just to keep it up. And then the ending of that one, he falls out of an airplane or a helicopter, has a great phone call, and then dies. But he's still alive. And then high voltage takes place straight after he's been kidnapped. His heart's been taken, and then he's been replaced with this mechanical heart. And he needs now electricity to keep himself alive. And that's the plot. And that's just him trying to find his heart. Played by, um, uh, it's Dennis it's Dennis Carradine in Asian makeup. Uh, 2009, very different time. Uh, and it's just his story. And also there's people wanting to get revenge for him from the first movie. And it's just absolutely like insane. There's a, there, there's another sex scene with Amy Smart. And it's, this time it's on a, it's on a horse track. Um, there's a memorable scene that I don't want to talk about because might be on the top 100. I'm not going to say anything else, but I'll just say that that scene is really crazy. It's in a power plant, and that's all I'll say. Absolutely fun. Um, and then at the end, he gets set on fire and then beats up the guy by punching him in the face. Um, there's a guy whose head's been completely decapitated and he's still alive. Um, it's one of it's the it's I think the villain. It's um fuck. What's his name? Oh, I love. I, I remembered the name of the villain because it's just such a weird, like a weirdly fun name. It's just Ricky Verona. Ricky Verona, yeah. Um, it's his, what's his name? It's oh my god! It's the guy from Pablo Cantillo. Yes, it's cl not uh, Clifton Collins Jr. I believe is the villain. Yeah, he's also in the movie. He's the villain, um, and he just wants revenge. And his brother, he has him alive, and it's just his head, and he's just pumping, just like just oxygen and brain like energy into his brain like to keep oh, him alive. Nice the same reaction. Like, <laughs> he, he's keeping his brother alive just so he can torture chef chelios it's just really like insane and it just shows like jason Statham really knows how to make a good action movie there's a small little subplot where him and Bai Lin 
who plays a, a prostitute. Uh, like he, she like falls in love with him and just starts falling around. And then they have like a, and she has a girl fight with Amy Smart. Um, what's his name? It's not. It's the other Corey. Corey Haim shows up um, briefly in this. Um, it's just really funny um, and fun. It's just over the. It's over the top. And there's a part where I mean, it's the poster on Letterbox. He uh, to keep his um, his 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 metal heart alive he has to take electricity and the way he does that is by sticking a um one of those plugs onto his tongue and lighting up the igniting the car and the electricity is like uh, yeah jumper cable jumper cables uh, electrocutes him there's multiple scenes where he is electrocuted because he needs energy there's a scene where he's at the horse track and he's sort of like rubbing himself on people because he needs friction because of electricity and there's a scene where he essentially harasses an old lady and it's just really funny and I just uh, I have a great time with um with with the crank movies. I need to rewatch High Voltage because it's been it's been uh, many years. Um, I it's just like it's up there as far as like entertainment for me goes. And then the ends and then the 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 very old, the very end he uh he breaks the fourth wall and gives the the audience a middle finger. And I think what? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I thought I had seen this. I have it marked as watched on Letterboxd um, because I vividly remember seeing the first one and thinking it was booty. And then uh, going, and, and it was around the time this came out. And then watching, I thought I watched this one, but you said there's a character that's just a head. Yeah, that yeah at the very end of the movie. Like, I don't remember any In of that. Um, the only big piece of trivia I know about this movie is that it's from the director of Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Two directors. Directors, mm. yeah. Um, oof. Not a good movie, that one. No, that's bad, too. 100%. <laughs> um, I'd rather watch it than the first one, but that's because it's like 30 minutes shorter. But, um, yeah, no... I, I actually like Statham. Um, I thought that, again, I feel like I need to spell my things out uh, now so that nobody gets offended. Um, I am not talking about and trying to take a shot at anybody. I thought Wrath of Man was actually very good. Um, I saw that one in the theater, and I don't like um, – who directed Richie. Richie. Did not like uh, – do not like Guy Richie. Uh, but I actually didn't hate that movie. I thought that it was it was pretty good, and I thought Statham was good, and I I like him in um the movies are bad, but he's actually my favorite part of the Expendables movies. Um, so I kind of dig Christmas, him. isn't that his name? Yeah, yeah Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I kind of dig him as as a personality. Um, you know which one I actually really like that's not a good movie but fun is the Mechanic. Uh, the remake uh, with him. The second one, booty. But the first one, pretty fun. Um, so yeah, but this was a little always like, he's got to keep his heart rate up. So he's going to fuck a woman in the middle of a crowd. Like, jeez, get the fuck out of here. Uh, no. Uh, Kirk, why do you love this movie? Um, I haven't seen this one yet. I saw the first one uh, for Jake's top 100 actually um, it was it was i mean it's dumb fun and so i'm i'm curious to see just how they ratchet up in this one so i'm 
probably gonna have to watch this at some point soon. Oh yeah. Meltzer. <laughs> Kirk's assessment is accurate. Yeah, these movies are dumb fun, and I would rather watch both of them a hundred times out of a hundred over Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which yeah, that's fair. is uh as Tim has so eloquently said multiple times tonight, booty. Yes. Um no, these movies are dumb fun, and I vividly do vividly remember the guy with the head in fishing. It's like the one image I've retained from Crank 2. Uh, I do prefer the first one, uh, but this one goes maybe maybe a little too far. Um, but uh, they are they're both dumb fun. I can't deny that. Okay. Uh, so, Mr. Meltzer, we're on to you. Okay. I feel like this is kind of a conventional pick, but um, I- I'm going to go with it anyway in honor of, uh, in honor of, I guess you could say in honor of Mike Hanley, who is <laughs> one of the biggest uh, Nick Cage fans that I know. He was supposed to uh, be He was supposed to be here. So in his honor, uh, I'm going to politely ask the three of you uh, to put the bunny back in the box. Uh, I am going to pick Con Air as my other pick um i was so i rewatched it earlier this year because i was really excited for unbearable weight of massive talent uh and i was like i want to watch a nick cage movie before i go see that one and i picked con air what a one of my best decisions i've made in 2022 uh because this movie i think this is maybe the most fun action movie of the 90s like just everything about this movie is just so ridiculous. Like all of this, the premise is just absolutely absurd. Uh, All of these different personalities in this one confined space and they're all absurd. And I don't think there has ever been a movie where you could more appropriately use the term murderer's row to describe its cast. But it really is just an absolutely incredible list of actors from Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich, Bing Rain, Steve Buscemi. Uh, you got, um, what's his name? Bubba, Michael T. Michael T. Williamson, Dave Chappelle, Danny mm-hmm. Trejo, uh, one of the great character actors, Cole Meany and his fucking ridiculous car. Uh, <laughs> I just, I love that whole like running thing with his car and just how he, like, he's obviously making up for a certain lack in another area. Um, Though they don't specifically mention it. But anyway, yeah, I just think this movie is just so much fun and it's just so ridiculous. And really, just Steve Buscemi's entire existence in this movie alone makes this an over the top action movie. He's basically playing Hannibal Lecter. Uh, but without the sort of the bougie, the bougie-ness of Hannibal Lecter. The high um, class. <laughs> yeah, like he, Steve Buscemi is Hannibal Lecter if he was just like a country bumpkin. Um, and he's just so fun. And the whole, I also kind of have a soft spot for this movie because the entire climax takes place in Las Vegas. And that, talk about over the top, just like everything about that just the whole chase uh with cyrus and cage fighting on a fire truck and then the way cyrus dies is just like so crazy um and yeah this movie is just so much fun from 
frame one and I will never get tired of it. There's just so many really, really stupid, but funny one-liners like where uh, I forget who he kills, but like uh, Malkovich's character is named Cyrus the Virus Grissom. And somebody is like pleading with him not to kill him. And he's like starting to say his name. He's like, sigh. And then Malkovich cuts him off. He's like, Anara, and then kills him. It's just like, just great shit. Um, yeah, this movie's a blast. Uh, it doesn't quite fuck as hard as RRR does. But when you're talking about like 90s action movies, this is like maybe it's not the best one, but it might be the most fun uh, in terms of like a big studio spectacle. Like and when we talk about like they don't make them like this anymore, they really don't. Uh, and I just I all, I'll always treasure this movie. Weird, inexplicably, Bill does not like it very much. Uh, which I feel like it's that's weird. go in his wheelhouse. He, he'll yeah, have I get that. I, I apologize, Bill, if you're watching putting you on blast like that. But uh, no, this movie is this movie's great. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, it's one of my big so. big blind spots. Um, it, it's something that I want to watch. And I know that I'll enjoy, uh, but just haven't done it. Um, and honestly, if I had seen this, Nick and I would have beat uh, Kirk and uh, Bar. <laughs> I believe it was the first question of the match was a Con Air question. And we were like, ah, we don't know. And uh, if I remember correctly, we only lost by a couple points. So, uh, anyway, uh, Kirk, do you like this one? Yeah, it's not bad. I really wasn't thinking of this um, just because, like, when I was thinking over the top, I was thinking about more top over top, like, the actual action. And um, I don't feel like the action in this one is super over top, especially, like, those, like, 90s kind of, you know, Nick Cage movie standards. Um, but as far as, like, plot and premise go, definitely, definitely over the top. And yes, Buscemi's a standout. I just love how he plays. Like they set him up as like like Jake said, like the Hannibal Lecter type, like the most dangerous guy in the room. But he turns out to be like the most next to next to uh, Nick Cage and, and and Bubba. He turns out to be like the most reasonable person. Like when they're they're, they're sitting, it's like the three of them are just sitting there and everybody's up dancing, and he's and they're, they're dancing to Leonard Skinner, and he's like definition of irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a band that died in a plane crash. And just like the, the just time. how like the three of them kind of connected to those rational uh, people on the plane is so much fun. Um, so yeah, again, I mean it's not a I'm sorry, Cody, it's not a big giant cinephile pick, uh, but it's, it's a fun movie. Uh Marin Cody. Uh yeah, I've I've seen this movie once. Uh it was on TV a few years ago. Um, and I just think it's fun. I, I need more of it. I need to watch it. I need to rewatch it because I just yeah haven't I I think a lot of it is fun. It is just like that sort of typical '90s action film that does that that does everything right. Um, it's just like it's one that I haven't seen in a while. But I do think that Buscemi is like the standout. Like I think it, I don't know if it's a post credit scene, but like the end or sort of his resolution, I guess you could say, like at the end when he's in Vegas, I won't spoil it, but I just thought that was such a uh, cherry on top for the movie. Um, Cause you just completely forget 
him in during that last that, that third act and then when he shows up i'm just like oh my god interesting um i thought that's really cool um but yeah no i'm it's it's been a while so i don't remember specific parts of the action um but i know that Kuz, uh, john kuzak like, hates this movie and like does not like what? talking about the movie he did it um, for I, he did it for the money so that he could i think it might have been so he could like make gross point blank which is also a very uh, good movie which is a good movie yeah um but yeah, he just like in interviews, like you, you can't really get him to talk much about it because he just does not like the movie. It's just like, eh. but also amazing wink to the camera by Nick Cage during that when they're like that. The, the I use that gift regularly. Is is just incredible. <laughs> like nobody has winked better than Nick Cage in that scene. Okay, um, I'm gonna go next. Uh, this is gonna be a uh, Tim. Uh, standard Tim pick. Uh, this is one for me, not for you. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to bring in some fandom into the mix, uh, and I'm going to go with a 2016 Marvel film. I'm going with Deadpool. Uh. Uh, I love this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I get it when people say they don't. I actually... I, I really, really don't like the sequel. I think Deadpool 2 is bad. I think it's one of the most overrated movies ever people like that movie and i just don't fucking get it at all i think it's terrible uh but this one i really like i think that the there's a lot of charm and i i really like um the relationship between uh wade and um i haven't played oh, vanessa. uh what's what vanessa is, is that vanessa yeah that sounds right um that sounds right you might be right uh and i really like that relationship and um i do, i do really i i just like the movie a lot i think it's it's one of those movies where i think they balance the action and the story well and if you're not on board with the type of humor you're not gonna have a good time i am on board with the type of humor so i i'm there for it and to me it feels very much like a okay fox gave us granted still a huge amount of money this movie made was like 50 million dollars which is a disgusting amount of money at the end of the day but then when you look at deadpool 2 they gave them like 100 150 million and the budget's like tripled and i just feel like the story here is super concise it's very simple i like the way that they kind of flash forward and backward um i like the way it makes fun of the overall uh fox x-men franchise and i think the action is really really great um i like ryan reynolds as the character again i don't like the second movie but i really like him in this movie um ed scrine is whatever like this 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 is one of those movies that will never be a five-star movie for me there are movies that are terrible that i love that are five-star movies for me ted perfect example Someone tells me they don't like Ted. I'm like, yeah, why would you? It's kind of bad, but it's five stars for me. I fucking love it. Um, but this is one where it's like, it's never going to hit that like five star rating for me, but I love it. I love watching it. I always have a really good time. I think the humor is great. I think the action is really, really, really good. There are parts in it that like, I just I love that they finally like had the balls to be like okay, 
we'll make an R-rated movie. Like we haven't done it since like Blade, and it's not gonna work. But like whatever. And then they did it, and it made a shit ton of money, and was great. And then we got Logan because of it. So yay. Um, so I love it. I get why some people don't. Um, but it's definitely a movie that. I like revisiting a lot because uh, I just, I love the relationships, love the characters. um, And I think it did everything with this character 100% right. Um, It's also very timely. There was some news today about Deadpool. Mm. Um, If you, if you don't know, Deadpool three was some news about that was revealed today, a release date and the casting. That was uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's coming back. Uh, Don't love that. Um, but what was the release date? What did they confirm? It's September 2024. Okay. Um, Nick, literally the news dropped. I was driving home from Madison and I opened up YouTube so I could listen to some videos while I was driving. And I saw Ryan Reynolds two minutes ago, Deadpool update. I clicked on it, watched the video and I called Nick Tuig and I said, Nick, uh, (laughs) and no, I, 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 again, tangent, but don't bring him back like he's they they are clearly but like he died leave it there uh, but anyway i think so too i think you're probably right but we'll see uh but anyway besides the point i think the first one was lightning in a bottle um and i loved it and i just don't think they're going to recapture it but i i love the first one i think it, i think it's really really fun it is one of those movies where again you know if maggie wants to see a movie for a second time in the theater you you got a good one because even the marvel movies that you know we love she struggles to see them multiple times but deadpool came out valentine's weekend which we also should remind ourselves the marketing campaign for this movie was chef's kiss like absolutely incredible and it came out valentine's day weekend and on valentine's day we went to have a romantic expensive lunch and the lunch was over and she said all right let's go see deadpool and i said i fucking love you so much oh my god uh and so we went and saw deadpool again yeah it's great i love it uh kirk why am i wrong um <laughs> yeah well we me and kathy wouldn't saw this because we wouldn't saw pride of prejudice and zombies also, we, were, we were walking out of the theater and we ran into some friends and they're like, we're going to go see Deadpool. You going to see Deadpool? And so I said, yeah, let's go see Deadpool. So um, that was an interesting double feature. Uh, yeah, it's funny because of that news, I was talking a, a lot about Deadpool in some chats uh, that I'm in today. Um, first time I saw this on that night, um, I was kind of blown away just because I'd never, you know, we'd never seen a superhero movie like this before, like from the, those opening credits um you know just like oh wow they're actually going for it I, and i thought it was great but on rewatches uh the comedy is kind of bad and really repetitive you know it's meta comic book reference dated 90s reference hugh jackman exists ironic pop song repeat and yeah. and that's that's pretty much <laughs> it and, it's, and, and especially when you go back and try to to rewatch it um it's like rewatch i had a I had to go through uh, X Men, uh, the X Men franchise for a match, and getting through these two was a slog. Um, we're talking about action. I think the action is good. Uh, that high, hey, high, highway battle is a lot of fun. Uh, so, the end fight's a lot of great. Um, I like what they do with um, Colossus. is pretty cool in this. 
and just how they use him to kind of like ground like as the foil for 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 Deadpool. Um, so it's not all bad. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, but like I said, it's it, it's not something that holds up for me. I'd rewatch it all. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm interested. I <laughs> Valentine's Day with uh, Kathy, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies <laughs> and Deadpool. Interest, <laughs> interested to learn more about that story. Uh, Jake Marangoni, what do you think about this movie? Um, I, I'll, I'll never forget when the, the test footage leaked. Oh my Back God. in 2014, 2015, whenever that was. I'll never forget watching that uh, going... 14, 14, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll never forget that and going, oh my God. This is... If they're going to make a Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds, I want it to be just like this. And I was so convinced it should be an animated movie because you could have that... You would capture that energy. They made a live action, which I was okay with, but that was just like, okay, cool. This is the... This is it. This is the blueprint for a Deadpool movie. And I think when the trailers come out, I was like, okay, this is, I like what they're doing. And then I remember finishing a shift at Macca's and then heading straight over to, uh, to the movies and seeing Deadpool and going like, this is fun. I had a good time. I, I do kind of like the comedy. I think there's a lot of good jokes and um, the whole sex scene montage. I thought was pretty well done. That shit um, is hilarious. That shit is fun. I didn't know that you like skee-ball more than vagina. Um, there's just, there's just jokes like that. I just, I feel it's pretty good. Um, the action, I remember being okay. Um, I do think the best action sequence is on the highway. The, uh, the 12 bullets scene that just is really cool and well done. Like he's only got 12, he's only got 12 bullets. So you can only, he's going to have to share, um, just good shit. I think that's, that's done really well. Um, yeah, the villain sucks. Um, even what's, um, Bloody, what's her name? Gina, it's Gina Caron, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah, like, generic, super strong woman. I mean, she's, yeah, like, non-existent now, but, like, at the time, I was like, oh, chick from Haywire. I love Haywire, and I, like, would like to see what she's going to do in the future. I was uh, I was very wrong on that. Um, but uh, I just think that, yeah, it's um, it's got good ideas, and it executes them well enough for me to be, like, able to get some enjoyment out of it. There's some stuff where I'm just, I'm not really too into i think the romance is decent um it does it also has a really great stanley cameo as well as the, the yeah. dj in the in the other uh, the, the stripper uh, club but uh yeah, yeah um that one's really good. uh melter yeah i mean yeah i think i don't dislike it as much as kirk but it definitely does go down on uh rewatches for me in terms of my enjoyment of it but i still do mostly enjoy it um I just, in terms of like thinking about this exercise, I just like movies where people have powers just didn't even, I just crossed them off immediately. Like in terms of thinking about over the top action movies. That's fair. Um, so like no, no superhero movies or anything like people with powers just didn't really cross my mind. But yeah, like I don't really have anything new to add. Everything that everybody else said uh, was summed up how i felt i feel and i know we're running pretty long so i figure i'll just move it along okay uh all right so we have two spots left um i am not gonna bring up another one but does anybody have another one they want to bring up whoever raises their hand first. i'll i'll I'll, pa I'll pass it if no if anybody has one. i have one if we need it i've got one good 
Um, they, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, yeah, but uh, I don't. You guys both good. Oh, 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 anybody okay. that wants to go, go. I do have one. Yes. Um, All right, go for so it. Maybe from it's very similar to Crank, and it's like uh, le- less on story and just more on the action. Um, it's a film that I don't know how I like discovered this movie. I think it was on TV, and I just started watching it, and I had no expectations. And then the more I realized that this actually is kind of a secret action masterpiece. Uh, it's a 2007 film with Clive Owen, and it's called Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah, that's a good one. I think. Uh, no one talks about this movie anymore, and it was just kind of a shame because it is just really fun and funny action set pieces. Clive Owen's a hitman who has to protect this baby, and Monica Bellici is a prostitute, and they sort of have to now team up to make sure that gangsters uh, led by Paul Giamatti uh, is trying to kill the baby, and so they have to make sure they kill them and make sure the baby's safe. Um, it's just really fun ideas. It doesn't take any sense of reality in anything. There's a scene where uh, Monica Bellici and Clive Owen are having sex and a bunch of people start coming into the room and start trying to kill them. And Clive Owen's the only one who notices them. She's like too busy, you know? And then she's just, he starts shooting everyone and rolling around the bed while they're both naked. And it's really funny. Uh, I think that's done really well. There's a sequence. Um, I don't, I don't want to go too much into it because it's in my top 100 movie scenes, but there's a scene later on a plane uh and then the lead the what happens after i that's all i'll say um which i is just i remember laughing and could not stop and just thought it was the best thing i'd ever seen when i first saw it um and also the resolution with giamatti i think is really fun um howie i I won't spoil it but there's a great uh death in the movie that i thought was just incredible and i've never seen it before um clive owen puts bunch of bullets between his fingers because his fingers has been broken. He can't pull the trigger and puts it near a fire and it cooks up the gunpowder and is able to shoot and kills a person with it, with his fingers like that. And it's just really good stuff. Um, I, I can't remember the director's name, but the guy who shot the movie is the guy who shot Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like the, he's got a little bit of like artsy fartsy sort of this that he adds to this movie in sort of the, 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 the look and style. Um, but just many great visual gags and setups in the action scenes. I think uh, we don't see much of in in action movies today. Um, I saw this when it came out, but I don't remember much about it other than that scene that you were talking about, which is absolutely ridiculous. But I remember thinking it was fun. Um, but I think this came out right around the same time as Smoke and Aces, and mm, I got a year them, later. I got them confused a lot and i don't know why because they don't have like similar casts or anything like i just for some reason i always whenever i went to like the library or blockbuster or something and saw them like on the shelf i for some reason like got them confused maybe because they were both in the really close to each other alphabetically i don't fucking know uh but i remember liking it um jake Meltzer, what do you think about this one um this movie's fine uh i had to watch it last year to write deep cuts for it um and i did enjoy it there's a there's a scene at the beginning of the it's like the opening scene of the movie where he's he finds the baby and is getting chased and there's he gets to the top of the building and there's like a sign for the building and he shoots out a lot of the letters and it's winds up spelling fuck you uh that part's pretty great uh, and that sort of tells you the sort of movie that you're in for. Uh, so if you like that, see that touch, you'll like the movie. 
and I did like that, so I kind of like the movie. Paul Giamatti is easily the most fun thing. Like, the man is having the time of his life uh, in this movie. Just he just to he is talking about like I was talking about earlier, like the way that Ray Stevenson is chewing scenery in RRR. Paul Giamatti, uh, while not a colonizer in the technical sense, is similar energy uh, from him. Um, it just is really fun. And the repeated conversations with his wife while he's doing depraved shit is is pretty funny. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just, I think it's, I, I was wondering if this movie would get picked because I think it's kind of like try so hard to embody this idea of the over the top action movie that it kind of, you see the effort. And I think that's sort of where I don't really, it doesn't really register with me in a way that like some other kind of absurd action movies do that like, yes, they know they're being ridiculous, but there's also kind of like, it's a little too self-aware, I think. Shoot 'em up. Um, so that sort of it sort of tampers my enjoyment of it a little bit. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff in there that is really fun. Uh, I can't deny that. And Paul Giamatti is just chef's kiss. Uh, Kirk, have you seen this one? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. I'm a really big fan of 2000s Clive Owen. Um, that was oh, you're a big derailed there. fan. Yes. Um, <laughs> Not but, when he's talked about that movie since it came out. <laughs> You're the uh, first person to bring up that movie since 2005 or whatever. Like. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Paul Giamatti really can do no wrong, except for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but, oh, you can't yeah. but but he uh, but no, uh, and just put him playing basically like a cartoon, like literally a cartoon villain. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, tune in to Top 100 Scenes to see what scene Jake was talking about specifically. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have one more spot. Who wants it? Good. Jake. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I actually, I want, I rewatched this movie today with the idea that I might pick it. Um, so I talk about like, kind of like uh, the best nineties action cheese with Con Air. And now I'm going to go to the eighties. Uh, I, a movie that I've loved for so long. It's just so obnoxious. It's just so absurd. Like it's maybe one of my, it's maybe T2 is my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but like the one that like people don't talk about as much that I really love is commando. Uh, I really love this movie. It's just like, you know what you're in for? Like when you, oh, like the first image you see of Schwarzenegger's character is his sweaty, bulging bicep carrying a giant log. Uh, and you're just like, yeah, this is who this character is. And the character, it's, it's just an all-time great character name for an action movie. His name is John Matrix. Just one of the strongest action hero names that you could possibly imagine. And like, I think sort of the over-the-top nature of it comes in just the amount of one-liners that are packed into this movie, all of them are just like so bad. They're good. Like the one that I, the one that I quote a lot, he, there are a couple of really great character actors in this movie play some of sort of like the heavies. There's Bill Duke, who he reunited with later in Predator. And then there's, um, I believe his name is David Patrick Kelly, 
who plays the villain in The Warriors. He does Warriors. Um, he's also in Twin Peaks. But uh, anyway, uh, his character's his character Sully. Uh, the way that uh, his fate uh, comes about uh, is is my favorite uh, Arnold line reading maybe ever. Uh, I. I don't know. I just I want to do it so bad, but I'm not. I'm going to spare y'all. Uh, but uh, it's um, yeah. And so basically, the basic plot is that uh, he Schwarzenegger's like this super soldier guy, uh, not like with powers, but just like a re- elite special ops person who's like in retirement. He has a daughter, and his daughter gets kidnapped by this wannabe dictator of this fictional Latin American country. Um, and so he basically has to rescue her and the lengths that he goes to, to do so are, is what makes this an over the top action movie. He's just like, he's so larger than life. It's just, it's so easy for him to just mow through dudes uh, who try to stop him. There's a scene where he's in a mall and there he's trying to get accosted by mall security guards. And in order to follow uh, Sully, he takes like the bat- like, yeah. giant inflatable balloon and he just, uses it like a swinging rope to swing onto the elevator. And it's just to mention that. Uh I love that part. And I just love um yeah, I just love kind of I just love like how 80s cheesy it is. The score by James Horner. I didn't know it was James Horner. It's wild that James Horner did the score for this movie. It's fucking awesome. Like just you're when you think of like electronic 80s action scores, like you think of Sylvester's and Predator, and then like this, it's like this is kind of like what you think. Um, and it's just really great. And, um, yeah, I and just the whole giant shootout at the end. I love that there's like there's a scene where he blows up a building, and it's like obvious that there are just like dummies there to represent people, but they're obviously like dummies that are like held up by a stick uh and they're supposed to be soldiers so like that sort of cheesiness i just really love so yeah that was that's my pick um i've not seen this actually i've i've heard good things about it i i'm sure i would enjoy it this sounds like something based on everything you just said that i would love um but have not checked it out yet uh kirk yeah i've seen it um Honestly, like it kind of blends together with me for like a lot of the 80s action movies. And I, again, like I didn't think of it as super over the top, maybe just because all of that was over the top that it like kind of just felt like the, the equilibrium for that time frame. Um, it's an all right movie. Like I don't, I don't love it, but it's pretty, it's pretty good in the Arnold Pantheon. Um, Mr. Marangoni. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen this, but like this is like the, it's like a satire of 80s action movies. But it was released like in the mid '80s, like because everything about this movie is like what we like now think about. Oh, this is what the '80s action movies as well. It's the big fucking muscular men just shooting a hundred people and not getting shot once. Like it's that sort of this, but in a almost uh, uh, satire in a uh, situation. Um, yeah, Ray Dong really like, characters like commenting on events during the movie. It's like very much in that way. It's like you it's know, just that like the there's a self awareness to it that you would not have expected from this movie that's released in 1985. Like, it well, there's a guy who wrote Die Hard, so that actually okay. That, okay, that that does make sense. Um, but we we haven't talked about it yet. But I love Bennett. 
Vernon Wells. He was the assless chaps guy in the Rogue Warrior, and I got to bring up an Australian at least once when I'm on. Um, he's just he's like the perfect adversary to uh, to uh, to John Matrix in the sense that like Matrix is very much calm and collective, and he's just like this outrageous character. Like he just wants to prove that he's better than Matrix. Um, and they they the whole fight scene at the end where I don't need no gun. I'll carry you. Just the shit with the knives and stuff. It's great That's stuff. Um, great. Yeah, I was gonna mention the the whole uh, mole sh- uh, action scene. It's just great. It's just it's almost what's like a fighting a bunch of like security um, like mole security cops. Like, it's just it's great. And then the whole swinging. It's just like I just have a great time during that. And it, it's not even needed. It's like so unnecessary, but it's just perfect um, for this movie. Yeah. Um, but then oh, this is yeah. And it also just all the one liners. Like you feel like this is like self aware of like from something that would be made now but it's it was in the 80s like it just it knew what it needed to be for this decade like there's the shit where, where he kills the guy on the plane he just snaps his neck and he's like don't disturb my friend he's dead tired i'm just tired. like perfect <laughs> perfect all right um so that is our list uh, we got our 10 over-the-top action movies. Head over to the Letterboxd to check out that list. Please give it a like. It's crazy uh, that we picked over-the-top. Uh... Zing! Um, okay, so uh, this is the last time we're going to be talking about uh, the movie of the month for this month. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, who has talked about it here? Jake and Kirk, right? I haven't talked about it yet, no. Jake, I, also, I don't know which you right? you're referring to, but I haven't. Oh, Melcher, you did. You didn't? No. no. When was the last time you were on? I feel like you were just last month time. with Assault on Precinct 13. Ah, shit. Okay, well, so nobody here has talked about it. I've talked about it many, many times. Uh, on this show, have you talked about it? This month. Okay. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, not talked about it on this show this month. I've had a very busy uh, work life and uh, this month, and so I just haven't watched it yet. Or I did watch it, but I hadn't uh, the first two weeks, and then I wasn't on last week. So um, I did watch it about two weeks ago now at this point. I'm going to piss everybody off. I thought it was great. I really did. I thought it was great, but it's not a five-star movie. This isn't a Tim movie. Like, you you just gotta know from the get-go people here. I watched the whole trilogy. I watched all three of them. Uh, And I I think I like A Fistful of Dollars the most. Like, I really enjoyed that one. I thought it was really good. I thought it for a few dollars more was kind of a little overlong and kind of meh. And this, so this was my second favorite, which is weird saying because it is the longest one. Um, I talked to Cody about it, and what I said was I thought that the first like hour or so, I was it was one of those things where I was like, wow, I really like all of these characters and I'm interested in what's going on, but at the same time, I'm kind of bored out of my skull. Like it was really weird where like I kind of wanted the movie to pick up its pace, but was also weirdly interested in what was happening. So it was very bizarre because those are two very conflicting things, but it's how I felt. Um, I thought it ended on a super strong note. I loved the ending of this movie. Um, I thought it was really, really powerful, really cool. Um, And at the end, I think 
Eli Wallach was probably my favorite of the three. I really, really enjoyed his performance. Um, and him in the ending sequence, I thought was he, he was my favorite part. Clint Eastwood, great as always. I thought that he was, I thought he's great in all three of these movies, but I really liked him in this one, especially. Um, and uh, Leave in Cleef, is Leave that right? Um, I liked him a lot too. And he's also in for a few dollars more, right? He's the villain in that. Am I? Yeah, he's, no, they, they team up in for a few dollars more. He's the villain in this, but they really are like both bounty hunters. It's. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting them confused for a second. So yes. Um, I liked him in this as well. Um, I liked him in this more than I did in for a few dollars more. Um, I was, yes. So, but I think Eli Wallach by far was my, was my favorite um once the like whole like search for this like gold or treasure or whatever was kind of going it's where i finally started to like okay this is starting to move or whatever uh but like i said the first like 45 minutes to an hour maybe i wasn't like 100 percent invested so i'll give it a rewatch obviously it's uh old to say this at this point but the score incredible like amazing by far like the thing that while i was watching it i'm like yeah this is this is top notch this is good shit right here um so it, I, i'm glad that i got to watch it i don't know when i will rewatch it it's not something that i'm gonna be pumping into the rotation because westerns just it's not my genre um i bought this trilogy because um it came the trilogy came out on 4k i wanted to give them a watch it was a good excuse for me to watch them so i watched them and uh i had a good time so i own them so i probably will watch them again but just i don't know when but um i very much enjoyed it i gave it four stars um so kirk why don't you talk about it uh yeah it's a really solid movie um something i like about this movie is just the like the feel of it uh stephen king named this as like one of the one of his inspirations for the dark tower series and that completely makes sense to me because even though there are no super natural elements like the fact that it takes place in america um but it's very obviously not america and not cast with americans i think that like anachronism gives it like an otherworldly feel and just like the, just the, the expansiveness and the big like it, it, something feels like different about it. i don't know how to explain it but it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel natural i guess um and i, I really like that about it and I just love the the storyline of you know the, the kind of like the basically the two pieces of the map and having to work together um, and the, like the shifting power dynamics and how you know they keep getting one up on the other and just this I really like the Civil War stuff how that plays in and how they kind of float through that and how like it's just this major thing happening behind them that like they don't care at all like they're just looking out for themselves the way they fake their way through that like that scene where like they go and like. There's all those dead bodies, and they're like trying to get through it. And an officer walks by, so they fake pick it up a dead body, and then as soon as he leaves, they just drop it, and keep going, just little stuff like that. Um, and yeah, obviously the ending, the shootout is great. Um, just you know, the, just the, everything at the end with Tuco is really cool. Um, so yeah, I give this a really strong three and a half. Uh, you know, borderline four, but three and a half for me. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth, even though it's long, it's definitely worth watching. Great. Uh, Marangoni. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. <laughs> We've been talking about a lot of my favorite movies, and some of them is because I've been bringing them up, but this is like my 22nd favorite movie of all time. 
Like this is just like like fantastic filmmaking. A film I, I feel confident saying is a masterpiece. Uh, one of my, my my favorite moments out of the entire community, you know, uh, me winning the singles belt against Jeremy, the team's belt, and then, you know, one of my favorite moments ever is Cody Newberry saying that this movie is incredible and because I made him watch it because of the top 100 and I won that that week, that series, because of the good, the bad, the ugly. I My, opinion, my, my taste in film is very different to Cody, but that was like a shining moment where I'm like, Cody watched this movie and he watched it and he thought it was a masterpiece. And I'm like, finally, I did something right for Cody's sake. Um, so that makes me feel good. Like, you know, I, I was able to pick a good movie that or I was a movie that I had recommended or I, because of me, that Cody watched and he loved. So that just feels really good. But um, yeah, this movie just has like everything that I want, like in an epic sort of Western to be like these, these three characters and sort of the journey of gold and corruption and greed and then the shootout at the end, which I don't want to go too much into detail, um, maybe in the top 100. Uh, but yeah, the score is incredible. You could honestly retitle this movie the uh, the Tuco show because uh, Eli Wallach is just like incredible. He's he is my favorite character of the movie. Um, I, Blondie is cool. I like Eastwood, but he just has so much like character. His introduction when you see the three guys going into the uh, I think it's a bar or something, and then they're about to shoot him, and then he you just hear these gunshots from outside the building, and he just breaks out of the window, and then the freeze frame with the the ugly perfect representation of his character, a great introduction to him. Um, and just the fact that like, um, he has great banter with, uh, with Blondie, like they're, uh, they're really uneasy about each other. I mean, they both tried to kill each other. I mean, uh, Tuco almost dehydrated uh, Blondie, but, um, they, they have to work together in order to get this gold. And, uh, it's just epic and fun and it's all the way. It's also this backdrop. The story is taking place on the backdrop of the, the civil war. So that's also like an underlying sort of a uh, thing that's going on. And it's just like incredible. I love this movie. I've talked about it so many times and I'm going to keep it at that. Okay. And you give it five stars, Jake. I give it five freaking stars. Okay. Uh, Meltzer. So this is how, you know, I love this movie. It is the opening music with the whistle. It's my alarm clock. I hear it every day. <laughs> oh, that's so uh, that's awesome. I wake up for if I have to wake up early for work, I hear that music. I set in a lot a timer for like something cooking. Like right now, I got something in the oven. It's gonna be done in ten minutes. Uh, you might hear it if we're still here in ten minutes. Uh, so yeah, this movie has has left a big impression on me in my life. It's maybe it's way up there in terms of best scores. Like that's not that's the coldest take, but. Uh, that opening and the ecstasy of gold at the end is just some of the best film music you'll ever hear in your life. Um, and yeah, Sergio Leone just makes my kind of Western once on a pond of the time in the West is actually my favorite of his. It's my favorite Western, but uh, this is, this is also really incredible for the reasons that everybody else said, like one of the benefits of going last is like everybody else says what I would have said. Um, Eli Wallach is great. They're all great. This end is great. I just, I love the particular touch, like the very final moment when Tuco is like about to curse out Blondie and right before you hear the curse word, the music kicks in, there's the freeze frame. Just perfect, perfect ending. Um, yeah. I would give, I would give this four and a half. 
Um, it's a tiny bit too long, but um, yeah, it's just visually stunning. The score is incredible. All three actors are incredible. One of the best endings to any movie. Um, yeah, this movie's great. Okay. Uh, that was the last time we're going to talk about the good and the bad, the ugly. Uh, I am going to go to the poll on Facebook right now. Uh, we are going to announce what the movie of the month is for October. The movie of the month for October will be, looks like Rope. Rope will be the movie of the month. So 1948's Rope um, is what we are going to talk about next month. And uh, jokes on you guys. We haven't decided on the topics yet. Uh, maybe I'm going to ask the people here what we what we should do uh, next week. Uh, so tomorrow I will post a list of topics um, for October for people to comment on. But Rope will be the movie. So if you're watching and you want to get a head start, watch Rope. Um, but we love the October topics out tomorrow. Um, the, I believe there's only four Tuesdays. Yep. So we'll have four weeks to talk about rope and, uh, go through, we'll, we'll probably have some sort of a spooky season, uh, move or topic for the month, but, um, we're getting towards the end of the year, guys. We got October and November. So only two more movies of the month because we take December off. So, uh, we're winding down on logged it, which is great. And I want to, I want to point something out here um kirk jake jake i want to thank you for being on this episode uh is this not the longest it is this is the longest episode of vlogged i've done it again every time, time i come time. on insanity <laughs> because there's just We're down all of us here but honestly i say this every time because the first time it happened was summer blockbusters then it was um uh, I want to say directors, that, right? Directors working. working today, yeah. And then best actors, actresses. So Marangoni's been on two of them. Meltzer, you've been on two of them now. Mm-hmm. And Kirk, you've been on like three of those. And uh, I think uh, and I I've been on three because I was on some of Blockbusters as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay, so yeah, you've been on three then, yeah. And every time we get to this long part, it's usually with five people. Tonight it was with four, but I always say. I don't give a shit how long the show is if we're having good conversations. I thought the conversations tonight were very good. So thank you, Jake, Jake, and Kirk. This has been a really fun episode. Um, So next Mm. week, again, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're going to talk about something, and I'm going to post it on Facebook tomorrow. Maybe even tonight. Probably tonight. I should probably do it tonight. We'll talk about topic next week, but Rope is going to be the movie of the month. So come and check that out with us. Uh, thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you to those watching. We'll see you guys Top next 100 week. Tomorrow. 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 That is a good point to plug. Top 100 scenes tomorrow starts oh, with uh, with YLS for the next 10 weeks. Um, and then uh, check out the new episode. The first episode of the Roundtable, which aired yesterday, is a pre-recorded vid. It's on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Uh, that's going to be a monthly show. Uh, so you'll see the next episode in about a month. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll see you guys real soon. Lots of good stuff. Until next time. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening.